0: Dangers, denials, and deceptions. For five years, a brutal killer remained on the loose, free to kill again, as Mark struggles to navigate the maze of bizarre twists and untangle a web of deeply hidden secrets kept by some of the most powerful and influential people in his community and beyond. You may never look at your city, town, or its people the same way ever again. Stain by Blood. Order your copy of this engaging novel today at HagmanandHagman.com and click on the link. Stain by Blood.
2: Ladies and gentlemen, this episode of the Hagman and Hagman Report, where we're coming to you live from our radio and television studios here in beautiful northwest Pennsylvania, where we broadcast live each and every weeknight from uh, Monday through Friday. That is 7 to 10 p.m. Eastern Time. Right here on the Global Star Radio Network, we're also simulcasting on Blog Talk Radio. That's BTR, and we also have. Uh, you can catch us on our YouTube channel. Just go to Hagman and Hagman dot com. There, look on the right hand side for all the navigational options that you have. You can check out where we broadcast and choose your venue to listen or to watch. Uh, Don't forget we've got two different websites. In addition to Hagman and Hagman.com, we also have HagmanReport.com as well. And there you'll find news, information, analysis, uh, show prep, if you will. And I'm Doug Hagman at the helm with fellow investigator researcher and, of course, my son, Joe Hagman, something I like to call America's premier father-son investigative reporting team. Tonight's show is so important. We're going to get right into it. we have well by the way uh portions of the nice broadcast brought to you by MinutemanStove.com. dot com dot com more on that later they but they have just got a wonderful uh a wonderful ammo can uh stove uh uh assembly that really will complete your preparations it's uh it's really a great product minuteman dot com now uh two years ago Two years ago, Joe, I'm not sure if you remember this, we we had uh, a show, we did a show with Dave Hodges from The Common Sense Show and Steve Quill from SteveQuill.com. And I happened to... publish on YouTube May 5th, 2014. Right, right. And I, I grabbed a hold of it and I, and I listened to it, not because... Well, I was urged to. I was urged to by uh, Dave Hodges. He said, you've you got to listen to this show. you got to listen to Steve. He was on point. Everything that everything that they, they, basically they were talking about, and this is my assessment now, everything they were talking about in May of 2014 is either come to pass or is in the progress, is in works of coming to pass as we speak. And I just want to mention this, too. And I, I know I'm taking up the guest time here, but I want to say something. I, I I love history I never used to like history I love history and um, this kind of fits into where we're at today and then, uh, then I'm going to turn it over to Dave Hodges first but um, on September 11th, 1970 you, you, those people who are collecting their I don't know receiving invitations to join the double, uh, AARP or uh, um, if you know history or if you I mean if you're old enough to remember September 11th 1970 or if you if you love history or if you like adages political adages, adages phrases you might remember this nattering nabobs of negativism Sound familiar? No? What? what? You don't remember that? Okay. That was said at the California Republican Convention um Republican Convention September eleventh, nineteen seventy by, I'll give you three guesses. No, nope. can't guess? Spiro Agnew, the disgraced, eventually ultimately disgraced Vice President of the United States back in nineteen seventy. And in context, he was referencing the mainstream media, saying that the mainstream media was part of a big four H club, and he was talking about uh hyperbole, hypocrisy, uh, of the uh of the media. In other words, um, The media was reporting on the reality of the situation in America at that time. The assassinations, the economic uh, situations, the war, Vietnam, that is, and other things. And, of course, they were very upset uncovering the criminality of government in a wide array of issues. Interestingly enough, now, those people are accused of the, the very same people who were accused of of being the nattering nabobs of negativism uh, are now accusing Trump
3: and his people of that very same thing. And And we also have the uh, hypocrisy of the left media and the political Lazarus, which tomorrow, uh, Josh Tolley will be giving us an update from the Democratic National Convention in the first hour, but we here are going to lay out the hypocrisy in the liberal pol- politicians as well as the media, as uh, Joy Bayar earlier this last week made comments about the Benghazi mother, Patricia Smith, um, and right. uh, made some comments about how the the RNC was using her for uh, political reasons and using her son's death for political reasons. And then turning around and see the DNC, and you have, um, you know, some of the, uh, what they they call victims of the the police violence? Mothers speaking. One being a felon, giving speeches, and there is some huge inconsistencies in what the ladies from the View said and, and how they called out the RNC and Donald Trump. Versus what is happening at the DNC, yep. and they're doing the same exact thing. But we'll get into that more tomorrow. Yeah, um, exactly. So
2: all of this is merely a smokescreen, ladies and gentlemen. A smokescreen against the truth. And here tonight to bring you the truth, Steve Quell from SteveQuell.com. If you're, if you've ever been thinking about the, the when the time is to get, get your array of precious metals together or books about the truth that really what's taking place go to com. check out uh, his precious metals as well as his books and dave hodges from the commonsense com, folks check out the latest articles there unbelievably great reporting going to open it with dave dave thank you so much for being present i uh, going to kick it off with you sir thanks for well it's great
4: to me. be here it's an honor to be on with you steve and joe and um, as Mike Adams said to me last night before our interview on my show, do you think there's anything to talk about? <laughs> um, I just, as I mentioned to you and Steve before we came on, I've got six articles in various stages of completion because there's so much going. I mean, I, I've been doing this long enough to know to kind of get a barometer. We are at a crossroads in history. and And I said this last night on my show, and I truly believe it we are being given a chance. We as a country are being given a chance to make some substantial changes spiritually, emotionally, physically, economically, politically. We have a real opportunity right here that we will not get again in my lifetime. And and I mean, our window is short. Our window is very short. And uh, I've been in uh, pleading to people to become missionaries of the truth to please take what you know and you you don't have to have a talk show you don't have to have a website you don't have to write but you do have to be a sphere uh, you have to create your own sphere of influence with people around you because first of all and, and i'll just get right to the crux here um... we are facing forces that are so malevolent so evil that Truly, if the Antichrist came about in our time and was affiliated with this, I wouldn't be the least bit surprised. And and this is not political bashing or a personal attack, but Hillary Clinton, of all the years I've been covering figures and so forth, she is easily the most evil person that I've ever seen. And this country cannot tolerate letting her occupy the Oval Office in, in next January. We we will not survive as a nation and we may not survive anyway but at least we have a chance maybe to push some of this back so Doug this is the, the MO I'm operating in fact I'm actually working on an article tomorrow and they thought that Trump's acceptance speech was dark and I'm talking about the mainstream media mine's more than dark it's double dark um we are opposed by people I mean most of us are backing Trump Not because we love Donald Trump, but because of what the Trump movement represents. It's what we should have been doing in this country 30, 40 years ago. And it represents, you know, freedom and return to some degree to our Christian heritage. Although that's not something, the rhetoric that comes out of Trump's mouth, but that are, those are the people who are supporting him. And I'm writing an article tomorrow to remind people how evil these forces are. If they had their way, and I really believe this is true, in a year, Donald Trump would be dead if he's elected, and we would be in the middle of a civil war. I really believe that these people think this way. The globalist forces behind the Hillary Clintons, the Bill Clintons, the Barack Obamas, would rather destroy the planet than let us have a say on how we're governed. I'm absolutely convinced of that. And and what a lot of people forget about, Doug, and you don't see this anymore, but what a lot of people forget about are those real famous quotes about depopulation from uh, Prince Philip, Prince Charles, Jacques Cousteau, Ted Turner, uh, Ginsburg from the Supreme Court. I mean, would they forget about these things? They tell you in no uncertain terms, they want 90% of us gone and, and, and this is why I'm focusing this article more to say, this is what we're in for. And Doug, here's, here's really what this means to me. A lot of people think that, oh gee, all we gotta do is get Donald to November and get him elected and everything's gonna be okay. Uh, uh-uh. uh. No, fighting for your freedom has now become a job. If you don't want to live under abject tyranny from Hillary Clinton, it's not just you've got to work hard the next four months. You've got to work hard when this man occupies the White House, because if people think that these banksters are going to lay down and respect the rule of law and the will of the people, they will do whatever they feel they have to do to keep control over us, to keep control over our resources and and this is my biggest message to people tonight we are facing satanic evil in its most evil form and this is a lifetime fight this is not a fight that's going to last four months this is a fight that could go on for generations unless of course we're in the end times and that's my caveat so sorry doug to be so long-winded but people i think need to realize you know where we're at in history and this is a time if we let hillary clinton and i really believe this occupy the white house we will see fema camp extractions in this country within the first year of her presidency I I, I I she will go after her political enemies with a vengeance
3: absolutely and uh what we see as you said hillary clinton being the the just the most evil candidate we've seen in such a long time i would agree with that statement Um, We're in the engine. She's overtly evil, and it's almost as though she enjoys it. Yeah. And you
2: know what? Steve had, uh, for 25 years on talk radio, Steve Quayle had long said this day was coming, and here we are. And no one is believing it. And, And you know, isn't it funny? You know, we're getting this. This pushback by by saying oh Trump is too pessimistic and and those the followers of Trump which which came first by the way the chicken or the egg the followers of the movement that brought Trump here or did Trump cause the movement but but the fact of the matter is you've been writing about this Steve Quill, for twenty five years has been talking about this so, so Steve I, I guess. Here we are, right? I mean, we're, we're oh, at the we're last right. I,
1: I would say this, that uh, Dave is a, an optimist compared to me. I'm a realist. And <laughs> I say that, Dave, only in, in tongue and cheek because I know well, we're at Revelation chapter 6, the four horsemen of the apocalypse. Everybody talks about the apocalypse. Nobody realizes that the word apocalypse means the unfolding, the opening up, if you will. And obviously it starts out with the opening of the seals, and the only person worthy in all of heaven and all of creation to open is a Lamb that was slain before the foundation of the earth. If you want to see who's worthy, you go to the first chapter of Revelation and see how Jesus looks in his glorified state. Now, Doug, one of the things that really is on my heart tonight is this, is that I've, I've been a, a, a Trump supporter for this reason. I went on coast to coast almost, what, a year ago? Pretty close to a year ago, I think it was in the summer, and George Nori asked me if that was an endorsement of Donald Trump. Trump. And I said, yes, because here's he's hated by all these people. A man is more known sometimes by his enemies than he is by his friends. And just in the last mm, 72 hours, and I will not go into detail, but I have seen some of the, if you will, most prophetic unfolding of events taking place. Now, I'm going to share something. And... Uh, that is critical i don't think people understand what just took place in turkey this is number one on my list obviously you know you know what's on dave's list but number one on my list is the rise of the global caliphate it is being funded, directed by the Illuminati and the Luciferians. We've all talked about, obviously, uh, the World War III letter between Albert Pike and Mazzini. And what, by the way, whether that those guys even wrote it is irrelevant. Someone believes that that's the playbook playing out before us. So in taking over Turkey, and by the way, up to this point now, the current intel is 50,000 people 50,000 people are now under arrest or basically locked up or or being chased for their lives. What's critical about Inser Lake Air Force Base is the fact that, you know, you've heard about 90 uh, B-61 nuclear uh, missiles being staged here. That's absolutely uh, peanuts compared to the hydrogen bombs and other things. I put on my website, com a list of all the nuclear weapons. That's NATO's forward staging ground in their war, or at least in the manipulated war that they want to use against Russia. Vladimir Putin has basically made this statement over and over and over. Stop. Do you guys know what you're doing? And I think, you know, to quote a lady named uh, a female uh, uh, teacher, Joy Dawson from the uh, the YWAM years, uh, one of the best teachers, I believe, in the world, she said, sin is insanity. But insanity always has the end result, the destruction of human beings made in the image and likeness of God. To my knowledge, not one, One single nuclear warhead has been secured, to my knowledge. And look, my knowledge is limited. I'm not in the National Security Council. Oh, I wouldn't be, because I'd be concerned with defending the country, not destroying it. But I want people to put on their, if you will, consideration hats tonight. If you saw the picture, and by the way, you can look at the picture, I don't have it on my website, but you can look at the picture of Erdogan and Obama, you'll see Obama with his eyes closed, and Erdogan giving Obama the blessing. There have been stories throughout the world not on, quote, conspiracy sites. And by the way, when people say, you're just a conspiracy theorist, I say, "Uh uh-uh, I'm a conspiracy realist, and you can't help but see 20,000, Emails that prove the conspiracy and and absolutely show the contempt of the Democratic Party for two groups of people: blacks, contempt, ladies and gentlemen, and Latinos. So the thing that's happening is is that the powers that be want Hillary Clinton in office to basically bring about the Islamic. Caliphate. Now, if you know who her friend is and her bosom buddy, and obviously Hillary Clinton is her, uh, her her sexual proclivities have been written about by Bill Clinton's former lovers, mistresses, and authors of books talking about it. What you're going to find is you're going to find that even in the Black Lives Matter and this whole communist revolution, let's call it what it is, taking place, you have the militant lesbians and militant lesbians taking place. Now, why is that critical? As someone who basically brought to the world of talk radio, and I've seen every uh, distortion of the red list, the blue list, the green list, and also the term curative process, curative process is just a fancy word of the United Nations to kill just about everybody on the planet except them. Now, remember, curative process, ladies and gentlemen, in their mind, everybody other than the globalists, the Illuminati, and those people, we are a virus to be eradicated. So the whole word zombie, and I'm going someplace with this introduction, Doug, was basically a buzzword amongst the highest to to create this perception that anybody other than them will be turned into flesh-eating zombies. So now we get back to the whole premise where I started tonight with Turkey. You've got to understand, ladies and gentlemen, that in Pergamos, the throne of Satan that is totally identified by Jesus himself in the book of Revelation is located in physical Turkey as well as most of the churches that are spoken and identified now you don't have to be too spiritual to figure it out that obviously that is a satanic stronghold and in the book of Daniel the prince of Persia withstood the angels Michael and Gabriel as they were coming and to answer Daniel's prayer from the first minute he prayed it but it took him 21 days Why is this critical? You're watching one of the principalities, you're watching one of the princes of hell, probably second or third in the line to Satan, at least third, getting ready to bring about the slaughter that they have longed for. You know, Erdogan is the one that made this statement, and by the way, the anagram of his name is, you're going to love this, Doug, you're going to love this, Dave, and, and, and you'll really love this, Joe, is a dragon or Dragon, D-R-A-G-O-N-E. Now, why is that in- interesting? King Arthur was reputed to be a giant. Uh, people who want to be live in fairy tale land will uh, not agree to that. But Arthur, King Arthur's name was Arthur Pendragon, D R A G O N E, son of the dragon. Huh? Where Satan sitteth. Okay. So what what I think is is amazing is the total blindness, and the people that are absolutely going into this end-time stage with the most uh, to-lose, but the most indifference, and the most callousness, self-righteousness, religious spirit, are those who basically claim to be standard evangelicals. I can tell everybody in one word what went wrong in the church, in the pulpit, in the whole unfolding of this. And it was basically this. Everything became more important than Jesus. Everything from church programs, to fellowship, to not offending, political correctness. I remember, Dave, uh, 24 years ago, when I started on talk radio, I think, that's as close as I can nail it down, as a host, saying that the epitaph of the united states of america was political correctness destroyed the country from within well now we have barbarians within the gates we have pathological liars we've got the spirit of lawlessness there is no rule of law Every single day, I get people saying, they can't do that, or people sending me dumb chain letters to pass on. I tell you, everybody, and I'm this is something I want to address, you should be praying with the same effort you're passing on the chain letters that have been around for years. And the point is, is that people believe that somehow they're making a difference. Now look, Jesus said, if you don't confess him before men, he won't confess you before your father, which is in heaven. Well, my guess is that just about blows out, and, and I, this is a wild guess, 80 90% of mainstream Christians at this time, the people of God, are not prepared to go through and to deal with what we're going to, uh, you know, have to deal with. So in that, turkey is the key. And let me just put a hypothetical. Since I've written only one novel, if I'm going to write the novel, the, the sum of all fears, it would be called uh, the multiplication of all fears are here. And the reason being is because I, I, just calculating quick and dirty, you know, I don't know Pakistan's total count of nuclear weapons or India's, but a Vertigon should gain control of those without as much as NATO or the United States of America going and securing those with all means necessary, you will have seen the greatest transfer of nuclear weapons courtesy of the traitors in our government transferred to someone who will not be afraid to use it. And again, Erdogan's on record saying there is no such thing as peaceful Islam. There is no such thing as traditional Islam. He said Islam is Islam. Ladies and gentlemen, you do not have to hear his words. You must see the slaughter that's taking place. He's pulled out of the human race. Rights Convention. And so, Doug, what I said today, and I stand by it, is the fact I'll turn it right over to Dave that there are so many issues. I believe Donald Trump is God's prosecuting attorney because it goes right back to the word that God gave me years ago. And you know the flock I got, but before the United States is destroyed by Russia and China. Make no uh, bones about it. You can say this. Well, I don't believe that's, that was really from the Lord. When I said that, there was no Russia and China in any <clears throat> condition to take on the United States. After Obama got in and his uh, you know national destruction crew, our entire military has been taken apart. All you have to look at is the weapon systems failures. You have to look at all of the firings of uh, fleet officers and flag officers. And you have to look at the Absolute lack of taking the military's oath to defend uh, this nation against all enemies, foreign and domestic, as seriously. So you know when Jesus said, "Let your yays be yay and your nays be nay." The reason oaths are so frowned upon by God is because that's how the devil got a third of the angels to fall by swearing an oath to do this thing. And it's basically the same thing that's happening. The whole world lies in the evil one. Donald Trump is God's prosecuting attorney. He's laid out the evidence. That is a word of God coming to pass. No one else said it. And why I'm saying that is because I always love it. You're yeah, a false prophet. Well, I'm not a false prophet. Never said I was a prophet. And the people that that continue to make that statement are denying what's happening right before their eyes. So. I think it is so late. I think it is not. I I believe these are spherical problems. They're not linear problems, meaning it's all happening at once. The four horsemen of the apocalypse, one doesn't just ride out, go back to the stable. The next one rides out, goes back to the stable. Anybody who's uh, raised on Western movies knows the first guy heads out on the horse and the others follow. And now we're at the stage where it's not only the hoofbeats of the four horsemen of the apocalypse, it's now the events that God. Details, and we're seeing it absolutely all over the world, and it becomes very, very difficult. Go ahead, Dave.
4: Wow, that's a whole smorgasbord to take on. I do agree the major threats from uh, externally are uh, China and Russia, but I'm growing more and more concerned about the Muslim invasion of this country. And I'm not just talking Muslims, I'm talking about extremists. And I'm, let's just take uh, Comey, that criminal that used to be on HSBC and funneled money to the Clinton Foundation. The FBI director himself, James Comey, said, 10% of all Muslims can be considered to be radicalized. And if we just start taking their numbers, when they put 40,000 in Idaho, they have put 4,000 terrorists there.
2: I just want to stop for a second because what what, what Steve said and, and uh, Steve said er- Erdogan said Islam is Islam, and, and yeah. you know, it, it, I, look, I, I know what you're saying in terms, of, uh, I know exactly what you're saying, but I just want to uh, just kind of take umbrage here, or take issue, not not with what you're saying, but with what they are saying, because to me, Islam is Islam. Islam is the religion. It's a cult. It is not a uh, religion of peace. It is a cult, and it is a cult surrounded by a, um, a a false moon god, not the same god that Christians worship. And I think too many Christians are, are so uh, mealy-mouthed around this issue. Well, we can't really say that. Well, yeah, we can, because they're saying it, and we're not freaking listening. And the reason we're not listening is because we've been so programmed and conditioned to say, you know what? I, I, don't to, I don't want I don't I don't want anybody to, to to call me a bigot or a racist or, or a xenophobe or whatever. My gosh, we're dying here, and and it, it goes back to the nattering nabobs of negativism. I I'm not yelling at you. I'm just yelling. You know, when the when the when the media did its flipping job, and I'm sorry when they did their their job. They've got things. Something's done. they got some things right. Now they're covering everything up. Now they're, they're covering up for the Muslims. We have a Muslim invasion in this country. We are invaded in this country. We are up to our eyeballs in the terrorists and the sleeper cells and the camps and the seditious mosques everywhere in this country. When are the people going to wake up and say, no,
4: no, no, no? Sorry. I don't disagree, sure. except you have to look at who's going to act along any political spectrum for most groups you're going to have the statistical breakdown of who are the people most likely to act. I mean, at the end of it all, people can call themselves Muslim, Hindu, or whatever they want to call themselves, but a lot of people just want to be left alone and live their lives. And I don't believe that every Muslim is a raging terrorist who's out to get us. It's it's just like, how many people can you get to act to help save America? Well, it's kind of a similar statistical breakdown. And when Comey says that 10% of Muslims are radicalized. I think that number is low. And I'm, and I'm, and I'm being conservative when I say this. But what I'm saying is when you put 4,000 terrorists inside of one state in one fell swoop, you got a major problem. And we're being invaded from within. And I have to echo everything that you just said that, you know, we're not vetting these people. We're not screening these people. And first of all, these people don't belong here. We should not be the great depository for the world because someone else has screwed up their own country. We don't owe people our culture. We don't owe people our economy. I mean, Trump is right. If you don't have borders as a country, you don't have a country. And Obama continues to just throw the Muslims at us. And under Hillary Clinton, I heard a disturbing figure the other day that she was heard to say, under me, she goes, I'll increase this uh, importation of Muslims by 500%. So it's only going to get worse, and we're being deculturized. We were deculturized from the Central American invasions, and we're being deculturized from the Muslim invasions. In other words, what does it mean to be an American anymore? Well, right at the center of it used to be the Christian religion. It's how I was raised. Well, now, if you mention that, then people raise their eyebrows. Oh, you're one of those, and you've got those views. And there's one thing I want to throw out here, guys, that I think is really important for us to realize. And I reported on this in 2014, and nobody wanted to listen. I said, I have two Border Patrol agents that are talking to me routinely about the fact that we are importing uh, MS-13 people. In other words, they were gathering MS-13 and DHS gave marching orders to the INS and they said, hold them until you get eight to 10 of them and then release them. And we were releasing them. And what does MS-13 do now? Well, they are the assassins of politicians and police for the Mexican drug cartels. Well, that's what they know. That's their business. I mean, some people are auto mechanics and they change tires. These people are assassins of political figures and the police. And I'm telling you that as these police assassinations continue, you know, if we look hard enough, we're going to find MS-13 connections because that's why they're here. We are being invaded on so many fronts. And and Steve, I don't know how you feel about this, but I don't think it's a matter of if, it's when. We lose an American city or 10 because of nuclear weapon releases by ISIS in this country.
1: Absolutely. And Dave, yeah. I also know that you, you, all of us, Doug, you know this. We all have different, if you will, parts of the puzzle that different people who are in a position to know the parts will give to us the clandestine nuclear weapons that are already placed in the United States are very well uh, known to the intelligence community and especially in the uh, black ops community. I'm talking ultra black. I'm not just talking about someone that's. Been in, you know, a specific division. I'm talking about the guys that don't exist, never existed, and uh, you know, were killed in action. As far as their families are concerned, the thing is, is that we're watching right now the complete internal breakdown of this country. Because I'll tell you this: Jesus said it, and I- I'm preaching it. I'm going to preach my heart out, okay? we're seeing the salt has lost its savor Dave you and I can publish a thousand articles we can do a thousand radio shows but until people start to get it and they're not going to get it until they really get it and when I say that until it's at their front door as like David Langford made the statement don't go looking for trouble because troubles coming looking for you I wanna, I'm going to read this thing on lawlessness the the best Definition of lawlessness: I know is when each man does that which is right in his sight. Who was the original lawless one? Obviously, Satan. So let me read this. This is by Randy Conway, and I'll turn it right back over to you. It, it's called "Lawlessness Reigns Supreme." He can do in poetry what you know I can't. Um, I can't be blunt enough. It is no longer safe to walk the streets for lawlessness reign supreme. Political correctness is beyond reason and has become extreme. My, ma- my life matters, clamors the crowds as they scream, and history is the only place you can find the American dream. We have militarized our police forces in order to foment distrust. Then the mobs are quickly pumped and the police are thrust. By the powers that be, the desire to see this rise is in discontent. They are pulling on the fabric of society in order to see it rent. It is by design that we have climbed to this precarious place, and America is in peril unless our sins we face. The moral compass of this land is lost. It must be replaced. Without repentance, the life we know is to be replaced. Replaced with a totalitarian society where we live in FEMA camps, and those who cry, My Life Matters, will line up for their hand stamp. There was a time we didn't... Excuse me. There was a time we didn't men we call law enforcement we called them peace officers or the police, and they were there for reinforcement. The community called on them to serve when a problem arose. They weren't expected to make people obey because of the law we didn't oppose. But no, um, excuse me. But now we need enforcement, but only for the other guy, not for me. Because remember, what my matter, what matters is my life. I'm sorry, there was a wrong no there. But anyway, lawlessness reigns supreme. Now I'm going to share one thing, Dave. I'm sorry. This is this came into me tonight, okay? So I think it's pertinent. Steve, I work through DHS moving military freight. I want you to know that over the last 30 days I have all but emptied uh, all our bases which are within 150 miles of the coastline. Something is happening. Most of the commodities that I have moved are designed for the central west of the country. But a lot are also being moved to up north, like to Camp Douglas. I'm telling you this because I respect what I've heard from you and believe you will do your homework. I am concerned because, as well, I do my homework. Now, this is what my federal law enforcement friend said to Dave, and I'll give it to you. I can dovetail off that. When I worked in New Jersey, I had the largest military surplus depot warehouse on the East Coast, and GSA had completely emptied it and sold off supplies or gave the supplies away that no one wanted. I don't know where it went, but right before I transferred, FEMA took possession over it. Now, listen to this. a million plus square foot warehouse on 10 acres in an industrial park with two sets of 10 foot barbed wire exterior perimeter fences and a one-way railroad track that goes to the loading base. I call that a FEMA camp. This is from an active duty federal LEO. So, Doug, uh, and Dave, what we're talking about is the very thing that, uh, that tonight we've got to get across to the people. It's not, as they say in North Carolina, fixing to happen it is happening now it's not getting ready to happen it's happening now you ladies and gentlemen we are undergoing a complete communist takeover with everything in our formerly uh, sedate peaceful and blessed society being attacked at once five thousand murders rapists hardened criminals hard time criminals have been released where do they go Trust me, they don't go to the happy hunting ground for hardcore criminals. And what happens to the virtual seething melting pot taking place in prisons around the country where basically uh, black Islam is taking over. What happens when they're turned loose and given the weapons, and what and who do you think will be their primary targets? We are undergoing a absolute destruction of all that we have held dear, and if Donald Trump buys us a couple of uh, uh, months, a year, I don't know, that's God's timing, but I will say this. I concur with Dave that Hillary Clinton is, and I'll say it even a little bit stronger than you, I do not believe she is any longer human. If you're looking at whether she's basically had a head injury, which makes her bark like a dog or not off like almost having a seizure, or she basically is out-picturing. Out-picturing is a term I use when the demons can no longer be contained and they begin to manifest themselves. So what we're dealing with now is a... Mystery Babylon, which has become the habitation of devils. And remember, ladies and gentlemen, we're seeing the very redless, list, blueless, list, and greenless referred to all the time. And the man who lost his life gave, giving that to me. Doug, you remember when I said this? I think probably whenever we met, at least 15, 16 years ago. He said, You'll know they're ready to pull the plug, they being the Illuminati Luciferians, when they place militant lesbians at the highest levels of law enforcement in the land. Now look, you don't need to hear the Jeopardy theme song in the background and he went on to say because of their and dave this is up your alley their psychosexual orientation they absolutely can be uh turned to on normal population with a vicious appetite and he said look at all of the slayings he said it's one thing when gay men slay each other it's another thing when women do so that was the man that lost his life who gave me the red uh red blue and green list go ahead dave
4: yeah, it, and let me just tell an anecdote that really parallels what you said the CHS person told you. And this comes from Paul Martin, and Paul Martin has been a source of great information for me through the years, and his sources, uh, I can always count on to being accurate. He's got a story that he's working on in Colorado that really, I think, points to what lies ahead. There's a rancher, and this rancher has withdrawn from communicating, and this is what Paul's going to work on trying to bring out more of the truth. But he was out patrolling his land, and he had just bought the land, actually inherited it, and he's wealthy, he's a self-made businessman, um, intelligent, and he was going to the four corners of his property, which is pretty expensive, Expansive in eastern Colorado, and he came up to something that he said, this is odd, and it was two vault-like doors, black vaults, and they were ajar, so he pulled one open, and he looked inside and saw ovens, and not only did, did that happen, Paul was also told that there were newly laid railroad tracks on his land and of course you know i've shared this with some of my sources and they don't claim to know anything about this individual case but i mean obviously the implication if you know your nazi germany history and it parallels what you said with dhs uh... do i think this is true absolutely i think it's true Paul is still having you know active contact with people on the periphery of this issue and they're having a hard time bringing this out. And let me share one more anecdote that comes from a friend of mine. He's a talk show host on WYDEFM in northern Alabama, which is the largest FM station in a four-state area. And he has had several people call into him from northern Alabama where they're getting the same kind of thing. Uh, like the rancher, when he went up to the vault, He had all these SUVs appear seemingly out of nowhere with people jumping out with automatic weapons and said, you won't come back here again if you want to live. Well, this is what's happening also in northern Alabama. So it's not what just Paul is saying. I'm hearing the same kind of story now from Joshua Coy where people are are contacting him and saying, these people are being prevented on their large properties from going to some of the extreme end borders because there is construction going on construction for what fema camps mental institutions i mean and it's dhs and fbi that come up to these people's houses and said you will not go back here steve i don't know if you're aware of heard of these things but josh has been reporting on this now for six months uh... the story with paul is about three months old and like i said there are people that are understandably scared and they're afraid to tell more
1: Well, and and I can echo that, Dave. I have a friend, uh, very well known to me, a good client, good customer for probably, I don't know, seven, eight years, uh, up in northern Montana, same thing. He's out, and all he sees are these giant doors, ventilator shafts, and they're out on private property. See, ladies and gentlemen, that's, that's the point that Dave is making. That's the point that Paul Martin was making in giving that information to Dave. It's all over the place, and Dave, this fits in with the red list, the blue list, and the green list. When the gentleman told me that, he was a very high-ranking member of the Environmental Protection Agency over the western United States, okay? He said, all the appropriations for toxic waste incinerators, that was just basically a cover. Those are the crematoriums and he said, of tomorrow, and I would say, you know, of today, and we talked about the smoky trucks. Hawk and I talked about that at length. I had That confirmed by four-star generals. Active duty, not. Well, a friend of a friend knows this guy. No, to my ears from his mouth. And the deal is, as he even said, Steve, that's where some of your missing scientists have gone when they started the missing scientists. Now, look, ladies and gentlemen, grow the how do I say this? You need to grow up in your knowledge and understanding of the living God. You need to take this stuff seriously and take it to the Lord in prayer. Remember this. I didn't say God's people are destroyed for lack of knowledge. He said it. But he goes on to state in that passage because they reject knowledge. Look, I understand You know that name-calling makes people who are threatened, who have done nothing, and are truly scared the only way they can cope with what we're talking about tonight. But instead of being scared, use it, at motiva- use it as a motivator. Absolutely say, you know what? I've heard this stuff too long and too much and there's too much corroboration of the stories coming from different sources and, you know, take it literally to the Lord in prayer. Doug, you know this, that anytime somebody gives something that's going to happen in the future, there are simply people that won't believe it. Let's talk about the war. within the the church, Blood on the Altar. I had the horrible, uh, I guess you'd say, uh, what's the word I want? Presentation of two Christian men that... I only know one of them, but I know the other one by, you know, who he is on the radio and stuff, literally come to the point where one said he was going to use the K word on the other. That's kill, not kick as you know what. And the the other guy basically said, you're messing with the wrong guy. You come near me, I will drop you. And now, look, you can't go around threatening to kill people and then say, Hosanna, it doesn't work that way. And what I'm seeing now, and I think you're seeing it too, Dave, is that everybody who is in this movement is being basically uh, uh, turned against each other and I, I, I find it amazing that that would happen. You know, I don't think people understand this, That, and I, I've seen this happen. I've had ladies, I've had men, I've had parents, I've had kids emailing me on a, almost like it's building to a crescendo of, I can't trust my family. They're, they think I'm nuts. They turn me over. By the way, some of them have turned their spouses over, uh, divorcing, uh, you Know here's the thing: Uh, a female who was on board until she found another man to run away with. I actually asked my brother in the law. I said, "Was it a man or a woman?" He said, "No, it was a man." And then goes into divorce court and uses everything she used to agree in prepping with her then husband against him in a court of law. I've seen it happen the other way too. My wife is nuts. She's a crazy conspiracy theorist. I've seen kids, and you're reading about, ladies and gentlemen, who are their parents, and the courts are siding with the kids. I'm talking under 18 kids with the parents, excuse me, with the children against their parents. So we're in a new uh, period. We we have entered in to everything that we've talked about for two decades, two and a half decades. You can't get away from the uh, genetic attenuation, living forever. Every day, there is a new provocative scientific release that if you really understood it, you couldn't get off your face until the Lord lifted you up because what you're watching is the total plan and and you know I'm on record you can go read my books from 20 years ago as saying this now why am I saying that it's not a question of pride it's that I couldn't know that stuff unless the Lord gave it to me and you can say I don't believe in Jesus I don't believe in God I believe in the aliens well wait until they come and basically say hi I'm here to serve you and then one says the other bring me the salt and pepper and the children." lula sauce or whatever, meaning you're going to end up on the menu. So we're really, really in a trouble. And by the way, you know, when we see the manifestation of Hillary Clinton from the side when she was nodding off or anything, you could see something otherworldly. And ladies and gentlemen, I believe that the only way to explain I'm turning it back to you, Dave, the absolute collusion between the Democrats and the Republicans is a supernatural uh, replacement of individual entities with either clones, and I mean clones, Uh, some people say, no, don't you mean clowns? No, I mean clones. And you're seeing the complete abdication of all oaths and of all concerns. They're headed to their bunkers and basically they've been promised a place in the bunker and now going back to the 150 uh, miles in, I have stated to uh, the different people that monitor earthquakes that I understand the different... Zones have talked about it for twenty years, but I said the one that worries me the most is Cumbre vieja in the Atlantic that 's why I watched the, the, the mid atlantic ridge earthquakes. some reason they're moving away one hundred and fifty miles now, because that gentleman works for the DHS and moving that stuff, I would suggest that that is the same projected inland uh, uh, if you will, danger zone for the massive tidal wave. So are they expecting all of them? And by the way, whether you call it Planet X, the ninth planet, the 10th planet, Nibiru, all that stuff, you're seeing such disruption of the Earth's gravitational field and the shifting magnetic north, and even when the Inuit Indians are talking, they have not seen it like this before, that's because it hasn't happened in their lifetime or even in their ancestral lineage's lifetime, and what we're seeing now is... The literally all creation is not only groaning, but everything's being torn apart. From families to the Earth's crust, uh, Kilauea's gone off. I've been on that volcano numerous times over 20 years, photographing it. And I'm telling you this: Kilauea is a major, major volcano. We're seeing so much volcanism. Three of them going off in different places at the same time. A triple six earthquake today in uh, South America. So, so the point is is that we are in a troubled position. So you better listen to Dave, you better listen to me, and then take it to the Lord in prayer. If you don't know Jesus, you better come to know Him because, again, there's no way any of us are going to get through this in our own strength. No matter how tough you are, no matter what you think you know, no matter what you know you know, and no matter, even if you're an insider, you, those of you who are insiders listening to this program tonight, you will enter into your underground drums, deep underground military bunkers, or wherever, but the day will come, the day is here, the day is near, when you will cry out to the rocks to fall on you, to save you from the glory of the Lord. God is not coming for a feeble church, he will rise up within his people, prior to all the stuff breaking loose, and he will spring forth, not only in judgment upon the nations, but in pouring out the Holy Spirit, like it has never been experienced, even at the day of Pentecost. he saves the best for life. Now, go ahead, Dave. You can close it out for the hour.
4: Well, that's just a, that is so well put. I could not agree with you more. Um, what we have is a spiritual bankruptcy, and it really started with the church. And 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 I've been contemplating about this for some time. Um, I like the fellowship of going to church with other Christians. But my gosh, they don't talk about the things that matter because they're 5013C. There are many times the people in the pulpit are part of the clergy response team. And then something that you alluded to very early in what you were just saying, Steve, is I wrote about something three years ago and it didn't get any traction and maybe it will now. I made the comment that Mexican drug cartels are now beheading people. Why? Because they're tied in with the terrorists. Well, that's all come out now and that's secondhand knowledge. Everybody knows that. But I also made another point in a later article I wrote in the same time frame where I said FM 39.4 and what's interesting is that it was a document army manual that was released, uh actually it was leaked, and in there they showed about how these camps would be organized. And one of the things they talk about in there, Steve, that I find really, really interesting was the fact that they said, eventually we want the operation of these camps to be turned over to foreigners. And this is when I first heard about the coming refugee resettlement program out of the UN that's bringing all these Muslims into the country. And I'm thinking, well, maybe they're bringing in the executioners for these camps and we're going to be beheaded. And then I started looking into, well, is there anything to justify this? And I started to find work orders and legislation out of Georgia that was about 15 years old that talked about guillotines. And I don't know, Steve, what your thoughts are on this, but I'm of the opinion now that these FEMA camps, the executioners will be the ISIS people and they will behead people based on what I've learned.
1: Well, I absolutely concur with that, Dave. And for the record, when that guillotine story started coming out, I, a friend of mine—I'll tell you his first name—Louis. He was a Boeing test pilot. His brother was ahead of a Long Sherman in Long Beach, and you all heard the story. Well, I got it from the guy who watched it happen in real time on the telephone. That many years ago, there wasn't cell phones, but he called me. His brother Louis was my good friend. Uh, the father was a very dear friend of mine, Ed. So same That. Then the story. So listen to this. Fast forward until the year 2007, I think 2007, 2008, and I'm talking with a general friend of mine who happened, by the way, to be, uh, you know, uh, very, very, uh, I would say, instrumental in keeping me alive. God bless you, uh, Richard. The. The neat thing about it was he said, Steve, I went into uh he's in, you know, a very specialized form of the military that most people don't know exists, I'll just say it that way. And he said, I have scanners on my helicopter that people don't even get to see unless they have a clearance that's level to mine and you know, when you're talking four star general clearances and black ops, you're talking some pretty sophisticated things. And he said down in Fort Hood on a on a little part of the base, and by the way, that's a very big base, but there's a House And it looks very, very, just like a Texas quaint house. And he Hey, said Steve, hold, when- hold
2: on, buddy. We're, we're, oh, okay. we're at the hard break, but we're at the hard I'm break. I'm sorry, hard, break back, I didn't watch the No clock. problem, buddy. Yeah, no problem. We're right back. Stay with us.
0: Dangers, Denials, and Deceptions. For five years, a brutal killer remained on the loose, free to kill again. As Mark struggles to navigate the maze of bizarre twists and untangle a web of deeply hidden secrets kept by some of the most powerful and influential people in this community and beyond. You may never look at your city, town, or its people the same way ever again. Stain by Blood. Order your copy of this engaging novel today at HagmanandHagman.com and click on the link. Stain by Blood. Thank you.
2: And welcome back, ladies and gentlemen, to this hour of the Hagman and Hagman Report. Two luminaries in the alternative media, the new media, the real media, two luminaries. That's Steve Quayle from stevequayle.com. Visit his website and pay, pay really close attention to the alerts section in stevequayle.com. That, that's that's where I go first every morning. I you know bring that up. And then Dave Hodges. And folks, do yourself a favor. Go back and go article by article by article, page by page by page on on Dave Podge's TheCommonSenseShow.com. Do that, and you're going to find just a a great inventory of well-researched articles of stuff we're talking about tonight uh, and during this broadcast and bringing this all together today, this broadcast is an epic broadcast brought to you by by Dave Hodges, basically saying, "Hey, you know what? Back in 2014, we had Steve was on. I, it, Steve was like incredible. What he was saying, and I was part of it, and we were part of it, and it, it, it was an, an anointed broadcast, and that's exactly what we're having tonight. Before we get back to our our, our fine guests, I want to uh, point out that portions of broadcast brought to you by Minute. Minuteman stove. If you don't have one of these, you need one. Get one for a limited time. There's a free shipping on Minuteman rocket stoves and fire starters. Look, folks, here's the deal. Uh, they become a sponsor of the Hagman Hagman Report. They, uh, uh, it's MinutemanStove.com and it just makes plain sense in these very rocky times in which we live to have a sustainable backup method to cook your storable food okay your food that you have stored the, people don't think about this a lot of times you think well oh, that's all right just throw it on the stove well wait a second hey you know what you're not going to have perhaps that, that luxury so they, what they did was they, they took an ammo can and they made modifications reinforcements to this ammo can and um uh, created this rocket stove. It's just a magnificent creation. It's been b- battle tested here at the Hagman and Hagman Studio by the likes of Eric the Tech who actually just, uh, put it through its bases and it's been, it's passed. It's, uh, it's a fantastic product, com, And of course also brought to you by Renaissance Precious Metals. If you, if you are smart right now, are you watching the prices of, of gold, silver, platinum, palladium, titanium hips <laughs> for us that need titanium hips uh and and by the way folks just don't tell anyone but soon like next week it's going to be speaking of titanium hips it's going to be steve Quayle's birthday next week so well we got all like throw a surprise party for him but don't tell him i said that okay all right uh but uh yes renaissance precious metals the place to go for all of your gold and silver silver needs so, back to uh our guest tonight uh by the way, Joe had to uh t- to take uh, some time off. It was pre scheduled we forgot to tell you that, that at the initial point of the broadcast. So it's just me finishing up with the two guests, Steve Quill and Dave Hodges. Steve, right before the break you were talking about four star general, helicopter, special equipment, looking down, seeing stuff that, you know, we we don't know exists. Do you want to finish that thought?
1: Sure. And and Doug, you're clipping on me. Uh Todd, give me a little more volume from Doug, I'd appreciate it. Uh, Sorry. He's kind of, I'm sorry, you're going in out on me, but here's the deal, four-star general, special helicopters, special tomographic capabilities, it's like uh, basically CAT scanning, being able to CAT scan uh, the levels beneath you, and when, I, when he told me how far they can go down underground to see what's underground, it just blew my mind, and I'll just say this, uh, a 10-story building underground, a 20-story building underground, no big deal, and he said that he had had another general on board that he obviously did not uh, supersede uh, my friend the general in rank, and when they flew out there and he was picking up uh, the guillotines underground, the general who was at Fort Hood, my friend was stationed at a different place, basically said, well, you're not cleared to see this. And my friend the general said, and you're not cleared to see my instruments whatsoever. And obviously, a four star outranks a three star. So they got in a bit of a scuffle, but he said, I can tell you, Steve, I saw the execution chambers. Now, listen, I'm not making this up. You think this is all BS? Take it to the Lord in prayer. And he said, there were guillotines in aisles, and they were set up. So the ones that, uh, you know, are set up, and then Fort Huachuca. uh, Uh, there, There are people that have broken ranks in the military. So, Doug, all I can say to you is this. We are seeing the full functionality of the getting back. I asked the most evil man in the world I ever interviewed once. I said, what's the deal with all you guys and cutting people's heads off? And basically, it goes back to the idea of, in the garden of Eden, you know, the the serpent's head being crushed, obviously, by the heel. And and the thing that's interesting of Jesus is that they want payback. This is the same reason why they... uh, the number 33, Jesus was 33, you know, some people say 33 and a half, close enough for me and the point is, is that when the devil, when Jesus laid down his life, the devil rejoiced and I think someday we need to do a show on what happened to Jesus after he gave up uh, his life on the Calvary, so before he ascended he descended, but that's neither here nor there for tonight, no, I mean it's obviously here, but it's not the topic of tonight, so what's really amazing to me is you're watching right before your eyes the rise of the caliphate. That is the global control of the entire world by Islam. No modifiers in front of it. You're also watching the uh, amazing stupidity of provocateurs trying to basically encircle Russia and Russia saying, I think Putin's exact words worked, uh, playtime is over today. Let me, uh, I, some people say we're within a half an hour. I've calculated distance. I know some of the velocities of the Soviet Russian missiles. And bottom line is, is we're talking 15 to 18 minutes. Those of you who are in the military know that Russia has reserved first nuclear strike use. So when they do that, they have got to basically uh, make a move and make it quickly. So the only ones who have to gain by global nuclear war, believe it or not, is the caliphate of Islam because they believe that their Mahdi can only return after a global conflagration. So is it so far-fetched? a Muslim uh, dynasty within the United States government providing they who, or forgive me, him, who they see as the new caliph of global Islam with the weapons and, uh, and setting this whole thing up? I don't believe so. I think that's what we're watching. So, you know, again, I think it's one of the most critical issues right now in the world. If those of you want to learn about nuclear weapons, you can just type in U.S. nuclear weapons and uh, Wikipedia, or you can go on my website, stevequail.com, which brings me to another issue. The temperature in the United States, we are seeing the atmosphere microwaved. Remember this, ladies and gentlemen, drought leads to famine, famine leads to disease. The time of being able to even look at normalcy in shipping, in getting food, is running out. The ability to get good food that hasn't been basically testudized, you know, uh, bastardized beans, you know, and everything else that goes along, you know, gross uh, grains. The thing that's happening is, is that slowly but surely, the American American diet is being absolutely directed towards that which will only engender death. So I encourage you, you know, you can go on my website and go to Numana foods and they're, they're the ones company and look, here's why I'm giving an infomercial. I cannot believe the amount of people, Doug, that don't get it. They don't understand the basic uh, lines of supply. They don't understand how it gets from the fields, the, the trucks, you know, pretty much take it to the shelves of the supermarkets. We're even seeing selective places in the country. Having difficulty getting certain foodstuffs. Wouldn't you happen to know? Those are the bastions of uh, freedom. So, you know, look, starving your enemy into submission. Stalin did it to the Ukraine. We've watched it all along through the history, repeat itself over and over again, and yet the Americans still think that, you know, as long as the golden arches are golden, and uh, you know, whatever name of the food store has got, you know, the magic button, the magic button as they press on their computer, and voila, food shows up in the shelf, produce in the produce thing, and everything becomes fine. They consider it a video game reset. Just one problem with the video game reset, when you unplug the video Video game, there's no reset. They're getting ready to unplug the food. So I would encourage everybody to go on my website and give Ryan a call, four oh six five eight one zero one eight two. It's on my website, four zero six five eight one zero one eight two. And absolutely start recognizing the basics of preparation always begin with food. Go ahead, Dave.
4: You're absolutely right. Food, water will do you in faster than anything. But I also believe that we can prepare, uh, and Steve, I want to give you a plug here because it's so valuable. What I tell my listeners every Sunday is convert your soon-to-be worthless cash into precious metals because there are a lot of us that are going to survive the initial whatever comes, and you're going to want to have some form of currency or something that will be accepted like currency when you come out of it. So Steve's Renaissance Precious Metals is where I choose to do business, and I try to encourage my listeners to do the same thing. And I would add one more mineral to that, too, and that would be lead. Because when holy hell breaks out, and and I do believe it's possible that we're going to be involved in the Civil War, in fact, I think it's more than possible, I think it's likely, that they're going to cordon off the cities. This is what I've been told by my sources, and they're going to let us fight us fight it out for about six months. You're going to have to defend your own property. And, and, uh, you know, we take classes at Shooter's World and, and, uh, and I would recommend that people get trained and you've got to be tactical. And this, these are the times that we live in. I'm sorry to say this. I'm not advocating for violence, but the Bible allows for self-defense. And if you think because you got food and water, you're going to be respected, think again, you're going to be a target. So I agree with what you're saying, Steve, about, about the preparation and people need to do it now. Absolutely. And pneumana is a great way to go with the food and I recommend that people have a year or two years food for each individual in their family. And I have every individual in your family. And and then you better have seeds. Because if you have a protracted conflict, then you're going to be able to have to plant seeds. So you need to become self-sufficient. In fact, actually, what you should be doing also is practicing being off the grid for a weekend. Make it a family activity. Because when when this goes down, if we have a civil war in this country, you will lose your power. They will cut power. And and I'll tell you, it's a whole different world when you've got to operate without power. So I would really encourage people to say, okay, the likelihood is the economy is going to crash. The Baltic Dry Index, which is the best measure of international trade, is near zero. Nothing is moving. Uh, I don't know what's keeping this economy afloat right now. I think they're just trying to get through the election, maybe the inauguration. But it's going to crash. I agree with Gerald Salente. It's any day. We could wake up tomorrow and there would be a bank holiday. I mean, it could happen that quickly. I mean, Steve, what do you think? Do you think it could go that quickly?
1: Well, I do, and here's the deal. I think they're going to do a Band-Aid, and this is what Ross Powell has talked about, Doug, on your show. He's one of your sponsors also, is that the litigation and legislation is already in place to take everyone's 401 IRA? all their keel, and that's a defined benefit plan, and just to simply take it and issue a government bond in its place. Now, Roth, and basically as a company, and this is critical. Every day I get emails, Dave. I'm sure you do too. I have eight hundred thousand, I have two hundred thousand, I have twenty thousand in my IRA and Keo. And obviously, there are people that don't have IRAs and Keos. My my recommendation right off the top is anything that you can spare. Don't worry about buying gold or silver if it's under a thousand bucks. Buy food. Get Campbell's, and I know there's very little nutrition. Go get or some of the uh, supposed organic soups, but get soups, get something that you can eat out of a can if you have to. But Ross Powell's got a company named Survival 401k, and Ross has been instrumental in telling people how they can get control. Most people believe that they have an IRA, KEO, 401k, that it has to be left with a third party custodian. That's not true. So ladies and gentlemen, the government already plans to steal the 18, 19 trillion dollars that's in that fund to cover the budget deficit so they can buy some more time. And Dave, you and I've talked about this on your show. People don't get it. When they say, well, they can't do that, they've already done it. The legislation already exists. So, ladies and gentlemen, go on my sh- my uh, not show, forgive me, Doug, your show, but go on my website, survival401k.com, uh, or you can call Ross at 844-650-5733, 844 650 Five seven three three, Dave. You brought up a point that's really critical, Christians. You're in this, the 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 uh, sniper scope for the New World Order. What are you going to do? What am I going to do? What are we going to do when basically, without the universal whatever it is, the mark of the beast, the technology already exists. It's just the implementation. I tell everybody, it will be mandatory, but it will also be voluntary. It's simple. You don't take it. You don't buy, rent, sell, or trade. That's what the Bible says. Well, how will God feed us supernaturally? How will God lead us supernaturally? But there's too much history to prove that those who had gold and silver. Why do you think they keep hammering the prices? Dave, it's interesting. Every time they hammer the spot prices down, more gold and silver, physical, goes into some very strong hands. And I can tell you point blank, the day will come, I don't know if it's three months, six months, but the day will come when people will see that it's blown up and they won't be able to get it. Silver is for barter, gold is for savings. People ask me one question. I want to answer this. I want to be clear. How will I use it to go to the supermarket and buy something number one there won't be supermarket there will only be government the equivalent of px's you won't go there you'll be bartering with people who do go there and who understand what silver and gold is worth what happens they make it illegal here's my answer to that you're illegal everything you have everything you are remember dave we screamed about national defense authorization what 1867 and remember when we screamed about all the things that they can do under executive orders, and you've run so many stories. Ladies and gentlemen, Dave doesn't do this just to say, gee, what can I write about? The, the point is, is there's a theme to what he writes. There's a theme to what we talk about on this show. And, and the, the most important thing to remember is this. Again, for every Christian out there, I can only address them because this is where the specific Bible verse was geared to is that God says his people are destroyed for lack of knowledge because they reject it. And that's the bottom line. And you can't get any more bottom than the bottom line. So that's why, you know, I've chosen to overuse that statement because they just absolutely still don't get it. And the haves will become uh, the absolute targets of the have nots. And if you think rifle hunters, archery hunters, you're going to go out and get that buck or the doe or you're going to go get an elk in the high country. You think again, the plan of these evil, demonic monsters is to kill all of the game off in the woods. We saw that with the test of uh, CJD and chronic wasting disease in Wyoming. We saw it, we've seen it uh, whirling disease in the fish. We've seen a bubonic plague that very few people know about that's been intentionally uh, introduced into groundhogs, squirrels, uh, gopher populations. We've heard about anthrax being absolutely infecting specific herds in Montana, only to have black ops guys come in and kill the herds, dig uh, big, big ditches, Bob. Uh, you know, put the carcasses in and try and contain it. So the point is, is that just because everything seems somewhat normal, look at Pokemon. We're not going into that in detail, but look at the mass mind control of a virtual herd of humans being stampeded to do the most insane and stupid stuff in the world. And everybody, Dave, still doesn't get it, that that is the absolute implementation of the central intelligence agency and others testing their programming so when, you know, you become the man they poke, there's no reset on that either. Go ahead, Dave.
4: Well, you're you're so right about, about the reset and the reset's coming. There's something else I want to warn people about, too, and I've written about it uh, three, four years ago, and I may have to resurface this. And it's how they're going to get you to go to a FEMA camp. The first thing that they're going to do, there's two things, I think, their primary strategies. One is you don't have food, you're not prepared, and you're starving, and you have no choice. And to me, that's the best reason to go to Numana right now. Uh, so you're not made a victim of not having resources. That's one thing. But there's something else that I, I've written about, and it was Operation Mountain Guardian. And it's using your kids to get you in a FEMA camp. And I used to think it was wise for me to, you know, for parents to protect their children. I don't think that anymore. I, I think that the kids need to be told the reality of the times they live in. Let me give you an example of what happened with Operation Mountain Guardian. The same thing happened at Giants Football Stadium. At the same time in September of 2011. What happened in Denver was FEMA took control of the Denver public school buses and they brought the buses to the campuses, and it was mid-morning, and they emptied out some, not all, of the elementary schools, and they took them to Sports Authority Field, uh, where they held these kids. Now, they didn't mistreat them. They fed them. They had them play games and stuff, and to the kids, it was an adventure. But no one bothered to tell the parent. Now, I can tell you, you try to take your kid out of school for a doctor's appointment in the middle of the day, you got to show, you know, about nine identifications and sign 15 forms. And yet they let FEMA waltz in there and take these kids without one shred of authorization from the parents. Now, they also hired, and Aaron Dykes actually did a video on this when he was with InfoWars. Aaron had a video where he interviewed at Sports Authority Field, a woman who was hired as a crisis parent actor, pretending that she needed to get in to get her kids, and how can you do this to us, and so forth. But they didn't have to have the actress for very long, because you guys can imagine, what happened when the parents showed up and their kids had a dentist appointment that day? They had a doctor's appointment, and they said, well, sorry, your kid's not here. What? My kid's not here? Where's my kid? Well, the government took them to sports authority field. That's how they're going to get the parents into the FEMA camps, and they're going to take advantage of the fact that you don't have resources, and they're going to use your kids. Now, in every school district that I know of, What they do to practice for this now, since Operation Mountain Guardian, is they have these bus evacuation drills at the school, and I tell my kid, you go hide, hang out in the bathroom, you're not to get on a bus, and parents need to tell their kids that if you're told to get on a bus and your parent hasn't told you it's okay, you look at that bus and you run like hell in the other direction and so there's some educating that we need to do among our children because they will use the children against us to leverage us and one more point i want to make here too people have accused me and probably for some good reason except the facts are on my side that i have overstated the threat of fema camps to so many people well during Jade Helm, it came to my attention, and I had architects that would talk to me privately but not go on the record because they wanted to keep working, that there were conversions going on. In old strip malls that have been closed, in malls that were still open, where they're putting guard towers on them, and there was this mall. I made a big deal about this. It's north of Tucson, outside Marana, and they had these five guard towers. And I asked these architects. I said, Why would they do such a thing? And they said, It's stupid. It doesn't. It doesn't serve any aesthetic reasons. There's no attractiveness to it. There's no functionality to it. And they said, Unless Dave, you're right these are going to be turned into fema camps schools are going to be turned into fema camps if you don't believe me look at the fencing around your school and try to climb out as well as climb in it's it's a two-way fence that's at the schools and and let me go even further and steve you know i've written about this we've talked about this in other shows every major league sports franchise uh, in 2012 from the NBA to the NFL to Major League Baseball to the Hockey League they all signed an agreement with DHS to allow their facilities to be used for housing in fact Simon Properties who's the largest owner of malls uh, and strip centers in North America signed the same exact agreement in the same year so they're not planning the, people talk about 800 FEMA camps uh uh-uh. uh you're going to see everyday structure structures converted to where they are going to house millions of us and I'll close with this before I throw it back to Steve. Bill Ayers, as we know from the Weatherman Underground, from the late Larry Grathwall, who I had on our show quite a few times, and I and I know you guys know him, Larry said he asked Bill Ayers, the man who launched Barack Obama's political campaign from his living room, if you ever win, and this is when he was with the Weatherman, what will you do? And he said, well, the first thing we'll have to do is put about 50 million Americans into re-education camps in the Southwest, and we'll probably have to do away with, meaning murder, half of them. And these were 1968 population numbers. Steve?
1: Well, number one, I concur with that. And here's here's the critical thing. In 1968, uh, and somebody, would someone look up right now for me while well, Dave and I and Doug are on what 1968's population is, unless you know Dave, because if you do I, you a know, basic I'm not ex- sure. Okay. I'm going to well, here, talking, million, but that's just a ballpark guess. Yeah. Well, here's what I'm trying to put, and you said it. Ladies and gentlemen, Saul Alinsky worships Lucifer. Ladies and gentlemen... Hillary Clinton worships Lucifer. 200 million. In one of, huh? I'm sorry. 200 God.
2: million. 200 million. 200 million. Okay,
1: so we're what up? Another 130 million? Yes, sir. Yes. yes. Okay, so 200 million. Let's say, I think I saw, uh, you know, errors a statement. I thought it was 30 million. But let's just say this. So it's 50, 60 million people. Why is there no outrage that the people that are in government, who you're planning on electing Democrats, who you're planning on electing traitorous Republicans, plan to openly kill as many people? By the way, Dave, did you see that Ted Cruz got off Air Force One with Obama, you know, the other day? Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. So, so ladies and gentlemen, you really...
4: Goldman
1: Sachs. Yes, but back to the weather underground. Okay, I can see how. Here's how I think it's been done. When I started on talk radio, it's when Bo Gritz or Bo Grits had his show too, and obviously there were Chinese freighters that were intercepted in, I believe it was Vancouver, uh, Canada, but the other one, uh, the big one that got through was in Long Beach. They used one as a giveaway, but one as a, if you will, that, uh, what do you call it, a decoy. One was a decoy and one was the real McCoy. There you go. And the amount of weaponry that went in that I was talking to, you know, it's people, I can't know, Dave can't know this stuff unless people tell us. And, and Doug, people with, I'm going to deal with this vaguely. You know what I'm doing right now. People with specialized compartmentalized intelligence and who are absolutely TS and above, you guys are 26 levels below what the top security clearances are. And not only that, there is a supernatural element to some of these security clearances where you don't get in and literally to some of the bases, especially some of the underground bases, unless you're a full-fledged Luciferian. And even some of those people have very few, but some of them come to Jesus before they died. One of the most telling and compelling uh, deathbed testimonials of a high-ranking CIA agent is in my book Xenogenesis. That's what Doug wrote the introduction to. And also, ladies and gentlemen, are talking about rainbows and, and the absolute war on God. It's pretty interesting that they got to take the dirt that God spoke into existence, form it into metals, form the metals into machines, form the machines into killing machines, take the killing machines and give them AI, you know, artificial intelligence. And then, guess what? The good news is, you got demon-possessed machines coming. So, you know, you think Chris. Christine was a little scary. Wait until you see what's happening. And wait until you find out that this nation, because it rejected the living God. Dave, I went on record as saying before anybody ever saw the open purge of Christians by the military, I, uh, I, I gave a word, and it's what I received in my heart and the spirit. People can try it. People can call me a false prophet. I never claimed it was a prophecy. I said, this is what the Lord spoke to my heart. Jesus said, my sheep hear my voice. I'm glad I'm a sheep I just don't want to be a sheep with a flock that runs off the cliff I want to be the sheep with obviously a bulletproof vest and an M134 chain gun. okay that's the kind of sheep you've probably seen that cartoon, so the thing that's interesting to me is the fact that people have got to recognize that all these plans are absolutely in place you know, and, and some people will say this I'll quote, you know, people, I've been listening this kind of thing for a while now, and while I sense it logically, I don't see any evidence. What do you say, Dave, to the people who say I don't see any evidence? And this guy's honestly, I think, wanting an answer. Well, it's interesting
4: because I could write an article of, of a thousand words and have twenty hypertext links in there, and people will say you're saying things without proof. Right. Um, there are no one so blind as those that will not see. You know, you talked a lot about having eyes to see, and, and a lot of people have cognitive dissonance, which means basically when their worldview is disrupted by facts that don't correspond with their worldview, that they choose to retreat and go into total denial. And this is a lot of what we see is the cognitive dissonance crowd. I mean, they're convinced also, too, by the neuro-linguistic programming of the term conspiracy theorists. I remember one day I was talking to a colleague, and uh, something came up about Kennedy, and I brought up the Kennedy assassination. He goes, oh, you must be one of those conspiracy theorists. I'm going, this is as mainstream as it gets. Hey, more Americans agree on this conspiracy than probably any other. But yet, there's the neuro-linguistic programming. I mean, the idea, and the CIA came up with this, the conspiracy theory term, to basically condition us to think that no, uh, in no case two bad people will never get together to plan to do anything nefarious. So I guess the two bank robbers that go together to rob a bank in the same car just coincidentally showed up in the car. You know, Jim Mars has a real good line. He says, you're either a conspiracy theorist and correct, or you're a coincidence theorist and naive. And and I agree with what Jim said on that.
1: I echo that and second that. Here's the thing. The truth is always painful to those who choose to believe a lie, okay? I want to say that again. The truth is always painful to those who choose to believe a lie, because a lie is a fool 's paradise, and again doug i 'm referring to something that you sent me, okay right there yeah. is so much evidence out there. And I don't believe that, you know, you can make up the the evidence of the entire military being depleted of all loyal officers to the Constitution. You can't uh, see the feminization of uh, the military not to know. You cannot see the provocations. Since this brother is in, uh, let's say this, a uh, military intel agency, he should be able to obviously know uh, the basics. And I'm not picking on you, sir, I don't know your name, I don't need to know your name, but if if 200 nuclear weapons, including H-bombs, up until the W-91 supposedly was abandoned, uh, abandoned, that wasn't an H-bomb, but that was the -the state-of-the-art nuclear warheads, that's just what you know about. And Specialized Compartmental Intelligence, SCI, that's how people can build a, let's say, a robot that is the ultimate killing machine. And while well, one guy's worried about how the knee articulates or the elbow articulates, the other guy is, is trying to figure out how to make a jam-free weapon. The other guy's trying to figure out uh, what safeguards to put into its AI programming or non-safeguards. So the thing is, is that, uh, you know, when someone says they've been listening to this stuff for a while now, I would say this, then obviously you're not looking at all of the evidence that's supplied. The U.N. vehicles are really in this country. The U.N. charter, the small arms agreement, the giving over. And by the way, let's talk about the most interesting statement that has been made lately about our angels are stronger than their angels. Did you see that, Dave? Did you see that, Doug?
4: No, I have not seen that. No
1: But well, I want to know about guess it Guess what Guess who said that The Vice President Of the United States and, and so What angels Is he talking about I mean you're talking About people that To a large extent Are, are atheists But the ones that aren't He's Talking about the fallen angels, he's talking about the left angels are greater than the right. Sounds to me like, you know, uh, he's hearing a tape recording from the great rebellion in heaven. I'm talking about Biden. So the point is, is that, see, that kind of stuff, you know, by the grace of God, doesn't slip me. Okay, why would the Vice President of the United States, talking about balance of power, even bring up the whole thing of fallen angels? Well, I'll tell you why real simply. Because that's who's dictating foreign policy to all the world's leaders. Do you think Angela Merkel is doing this uh, destroying her country because you know, she's that dumb uh, odds planned, or France, or any of the other areas around the country. They're doing it because they know that they must bring down the old to bring uh, in the new. It's out of the ashes of the old will the phoenix, the new world order rise. That's why it's orchestrated. And ladies and gentlemen, that's why all of you who are Christians should pour your heart out to God and say Lord Please stop Hillary Clinton. And if you want to see a good example of a really beautiful uh, picture, go on Drudge and see Jerry uh, Tings from Philly, and you'll see Debbie whatever her name is Wasserman cross sighted and she looks like she's uh, you know uh, uh, demonized. That's the only word I look. Okay, so look at it. Just go and look at it if you're on your computer. But so they get back to the main point. There are people that have top secret clearance that is absolutely meaningless in the world of what I would call uh, the supernatural realm. The realm where you deal with things that go bump in the night. The world of security clearances is you're cleared to a certain level and you're allowed to access that I would guess too Doug because of uh, his email he doesn't have crypto clearance you know and he certainly doesn't have when he answers you on those questions I won't repeat them on the air have you already sent them to him
2: no but I will
1: No, but you will. Once he answers those, then I'll speak to that, but not giving the answer that you know. Okay, ladies and gentlemen, it's just simply this: it doesn't do any good. Jesus said it this way: If I've told you earthly things, you believe me not. How can I tell you heavenly things? If you don't have enough sense to know that a Christian who wants to blow the brains out of somebody else, and you know, and then say "Hallelujah, Jesus," there's something wrong. Now, I'm not talking about self-defense. I'm talking about there's so much lack of discernment that by the grace of God, I pray that God gives us discernment. Go ahead, Dave.
4: Well, even hard to know where to start. You know, with regard to Biden's angels comment, I'm going to go back to an old friend of mine named Vance Davis. And I heard Vance on Art Bell show, and I believe the year was '93. And, of course, I had that information about my father's role, you know, working with not, Nazi scientists and the information being given to the secret space program and so forth. And I had to keep my mouth shut uh, because my mother was still living off his captain's pension. So um, I heard our, uh, Vance on Art Bell show, and he's going through and he said, I said, man, this guy, if he didn't know my dad, he sure knows about the work. And on that basis, I reached out to him, And then Vance and I started a relationship. He was living in Phoenix on the opposite side of town. We used to get together on weekends and share information. But what he told me is, first of all, he used to be in the NSA. And when he was in the NSA and stationed in Germany, um, he was told in a briefing, and this was a briefing given to several agents, that the conflict that's going on on the planet, and this goes right to Biden's comments, was a fight between good and evil that started out in the cosmos. Boy, that's really similar to what Biden is saying. And, and he said this was taught to NSA agents at that time as dogma. This was part of their indoctrination. I don't know, Steve, if you've ever heard that before, but this is a guy, I don't talk to Vans much anymore, maybe once a year, but this is a guy I talk to every week, several times a week often, for 15 years. I got to know him really well, and I know he wasn't making this up. In fact, he was. He ended up, because of what he learned, deserting his post with six other people, and he was imprisoned. But because he, they didn't want to take him to trial, and this is before the NDAA, H.W. offered him a pardon. Um, and then Clinton enacted the pardon because he had too much damning information. So th- this is something that I think that people need to know. When Steve says... That on the planet this is ultimately a spiritual battle it's a fight between good and evil yeah even the NSA recognizes that
1: Well, and and then let me quote Joe Biden. This is in Sydney, Australia, July 20th, okay? This was on a policy speech. Vice President Joe Biden told Australians on Wednesday that the better angels in America will prevail in the divisive election unfolding U.S. as he wrapped up his tour of Australia with a plea that human dignity transcends xenophobia in both countries. Again... Again, listen to that. Better angels in America will prevail. Well, it looks like uh, Hillary and her fits of whatever, rage, uh, brain damage, demon possession, all the above. You know, the, in my opinion, this is what we're watching. We're watching it play out right now. So, you know, again, there's nothing more I can say about that, but it, it, here's the deal. You know, I get emails from people. You can do a simple search. You know, put that up on your website, please. I want to see it. No, what? I want to do is start provoking people to act prayerfully. I want to make that clear. And and discernedly. And start to make a difference because God's giving you His direction. Look, I don't want Barabbas. I want Jesus. I want to say that again. I don't want Barabbas. I want Jesus. And if you look at the situation with Barabbas, okay, he wanted to kick the Romans out, went to war, killed a bunch of them. But Jesus is the only way we're going to prevail. Now, look, I believe, you know this, Doug, uh, Joe, uh, Dave, I believe in self-defense to no end. Okay? I believe every woman who's listening to this, regardless of age, if she can lift her hand, she needs to get a firearm for her personal protection. I believe that the head of the household, if he doesn't, will be worse than an infidel in that he failed to protect his family. There is no way the mind of man, there is none, the angel that appeared to De- Dimitri Dudeman on several the mind of man cannot even embrace or comprehend that which is getting ready to happen on earth. The mind of man. You know, so Dave, if I say this to you, and Doug, I want to ask you this. Let me ask Doug first. If I make the statement to you that an angel appeared to a man of God, and Dmitri Dudeman, and a proven man of God, you know, and made that statement, what would your first intellectual response be, or what was it? Because I think you've heard it before.
2: Well, uh, you know, my my humanly inclination, and I'm not sure if this is what you're looking for, but my human inclination would be to, to first doubt the... Uh, the uh, the whole uh, set of circumstances, but but then come to terms with it as well as a Christian knowing the times. Is that what you're? Is that what you're asking? But 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 regardless of that, uh, you know, conf- that to me confirms the legitimacy of what the Bible says in the end of days that we are going to be. You know, sure, know. but
1: you can't really wrap your mind around the statement, can you?
2: No, no, no. I, and that's kind of what I meant to say is the fact yeah. that you know, you're, I'm looking at this from an earthly. Confined, limited perspective basis. Exactly, I can't. I can't wrap my mind around this without, without help. Because the
1: statement has so many ramifications that are d- now, Dave. If I ask you the same question, what are the first things that come to mind? And. To wrap your mind around it, I mean, listen, I don't think anybody can, so there's no secret answer, okay? But I'm just trying to show people by obviously asking you guys, provoking them to see that if an angel of heaven told a man of God, supernaturally attested to, and there's never been a time like it, nor would be again, and Jesus said, except the days be short and there be no flesh left alive, we're seeing everything that's coming out of artificial intelligence, singularity, the Borg, uh, hybrids, chimeras, the whole nine yards. So, Dave, what does that immediately bring to your thought and your uh, voice?
4: Well, what comes into my mind is the evisceration of the human race as we know it. Uh, When you talk about singularity and AI and transhumanism and so forth, that's about, well, I'm going to back up to something that Vance Davis told me. And this is before the term transhumanism was ever in vogue. This is back in the mid-90s. He said that the bad guys out there in the cosmos, the prize of the universe is the soul. And they have tried for eons to learn how to extract our soul and destroy it, and they can't. And I believe, from what Vance told me, and this is now my my summation, and I would tie right into what you're asking me, that since the Luciferians can't extract the soul and, and destroy God's precious creation, they have to destroy human beings uh, and, and hope that, that that's the closest they can get to getting our soul. Um, that really, they don't care about killing you. If they could get the soul they know that you're mortal and you're going to die off anyway but they want our soul and in fact I'll tell you my mind drifts to one other area too we have colonists not immigrants coming into this country that have their own constitution to supplant what we have they don't want the american constitution they don't want sharia law and it's the same kind of takeover it's a takeover of us politically socially and spiritually, that's what to answer your question. Sorry about the long drawn answer, but that's the mindset no, I it's get.
1: It's important, produce. take your time.
4: Yeah, that, that's what I hear when I hear this that it, it is the total takeover of our culture and, and ultimately our soul. That this is what they're after.
1: Would it say anything to the both of you if I told you the very first attempt at that in the electromagnetic quasi-spiritual realm? And I want everybody to look at this. Look up Soul Catcher, S-O-U-L, I think it was hyphenated, C-A-T-C-H-E-R, and I'm going by memory almost 20 years ago, British Telecom. Look that up because the very thing you said, Dave, was the very name that British Telecom or whoever basically... Uh, Uh, was looking at doing. Now, let me share this, why they can't do it. There are the hidden things of God that the mind of man cannot understand. They can get everything down they think they've got it all. Remember when they used to say the uh, on the editing of a human genome that there were junk genes? Only to find out what the brain children of uh, perdition said, well, these are just no good. Only to find out that those were the most important genes of all because they had everything to do with longevity. You remember that? Yes. So so here's what the genetic advancements that are made are very very difficult for people to comprehend. But the fact that they can't comprehend something doesn't mean it's not happening. Because if people only believe what they see. So the thing here here's how the Lord explained it to me. Take it to him in prayer. Take it to him in prayer. I said, "Lord, what does that even mean?" You know, I, I write about history, ancient, you know, horrible stuff in history. Aztec, Incan, Mayan, other human sacrifices, cannibalism in the South Seas and the, you know, Mesoamerican desert, giants, all that stuff. And the Lord said, Steve, imagine everything you know and everything you've read on all the greatest wars in history all the greatest struggles in history all the bloodshed and slaughter he said and then multiply it by a thousand and I said Lord I can't do that I can't do the math in my head I shore it out and he said exactly there is no framework and here's how the Lord asked me take it Lord in prayer there is no framework that you can even contain let alone understand the nature and the depravity of evil when woe unto you in the happiness of the earth when the devil and his angels come down on earth right now they're here but wait until they don't get to go back and forth and they're all contained to uh, the earth and the majority of them showing up in the United States which has become a habitation of devils
4: wow that is so well put a habitation of devils
1: well, yeah, I, mean, and, I, I and, didn't do that. John, know, John the Revelator did that one, brother.
4: I, I love that saying. It's so descriptive. And I'll tell you what that puts me in the mind of guys is is Hillary Clinton and what Roger Stone has been saying and others who know Hillary Clinton, fourth degree coven witch. Um, I mean, do we need any stronger connection to the occult and to the evil in its pure form than that? This is why, you know, I mean, people say, well, Trump is this and Trump is that. And I, I, listen, Trump has rough edges. I agree. And, and Trump is, I think, by my estimation, a baby Christian. But I will tell you this. God can use whoever he wants, and he sure ain't using Hillary. And, and I don't think <laughs> Christians shay, need Dave. to know anything else. But here's something that I think people need to realize. Is that that there's a general rule of thumb, and in fact, Mike Adams echoed this on my show last night. He said Republicans feel that when they go up against Democrats because the elections are so rigged, they gotta win by 6%. I got new figures. A Stanford study came out, and I've written about this, and they studied the primary between um, uh, Sanders and Clinton. And in states where they just had paper ballots, the, the projected polls predicted the outcome. But in states where they used the electronic voting machines, Clinton exceeded expectations by over 9%. And to make matters worse... Uh, the two largest voting uh, machine manufacturers are Clinton supporters. So let's take this and translate it into why we got a job ahead of us to do in the next four months is that I believe we're going to have to win this election by at least 10% and probably more. Well, those are huge numbers. And then we have some real obstacles facing us, too, and I've written about this as well, too. I mean, supporting Hillary with money, the military-industrial complex, the banks, she's got 101 million people who are working-age adults who don't have full-time work and are living off the labors of the rest of us. And they a lot of them don't vote. But the ones who will, will vote for the gravy train to continue. Then, of course, they've got the border jumpers, you know, what I call undocumented uh, Democrats, uh, and they don't have to show ID at the voting polls anymore. Those are people that are going to illegally vote. I mean, they're going to pull every dirty trick in the book. And if we don't do our job in the next four months and amass such overwhelming numbers that no one could rig this election. We're going to have Satan's best representative in the Oval Office.
2: You know what, Dave? Let me jump in here, because we only have about three minutes to the top of the hour. Uh, Dave, I'm going to address this to you, because this I find so incredible to see. What do you make of of this Dave, uh, where you see uh, the acrimony, acrimonious uh, stuff going on in Philadelphia today, uh, and Steve pointed out with Wasserman Schultz and you know the the, the um, uh, email stuff with the uh, WikiLeaks, um, I, I, I guess I, I can understand that. Um, I have a question for Steve later about the WikiLeaks thing, but my, my, or you know where who originated that. But my question to you, Dave, is this: How can, how is it possible? You've got this massive support for atheist, socialist, luciferian. Well, I I guess atheist and luciferian wouldn't wouldn't work out. What's the big deal about the... the, um, Where's where's the support for Bernie Sanders coming from? From Americans here. I mean, I don't... I I understand it, but... From a
4: psychologist's point of view, I can tell you this. I had a professor in my undergraduate days, Robert Merritt. What a great man he was. And he had a saying um he said that americans live for friday and he said that's why most of you won't accomplish any meaningful goals because you don't have anything that's long term you're just living to get by and i think that a lot of the people who are on the government dole and so forth they live until friday and then their life is their own and uh, this is what i think the answer to your question is is that w- we are hedonistic instant gratification oriented and we don't understand the long-term implications. I mean, I can see what this country is going to be like in two years with Hillary Clinton as a president. Most people don't even look two years ahead in their own life.
2: That's true. Yeah, I I guess it's really no secret to see this. We've been indoctrinated in schools of socialism. Uh, It's it's a handout to everyone, uh, uh, you know it's incredible uh, the the fact that this country's been so brainwashed programmed and dumbed down to the extent that we have and and we we have allowed it folks you know it's the Christians out there to me it's, it's a large part of this, and I don't want to, I don't want to take your, your guys' time up, but to me it's a large part of this. It, the, the responsibility for what we're seeing taking place is, it lies in the laps of Christians who are not, um who are not going out and saying, look, we must, we, we can't have this. We, we can't have this infant, uh, uh, you know, unborn, uh, murderous stuff going on. We, we can't allow this, Um uh, we, we can't allow it to be bullied in the, in the, uh, in the pulpits. I guess that's a plan on words. So, all of this combined, you know, I, it, there, I guess there's plenty of blame to go around, but I I, I, I would start in our own house, and that's the house uh, with the uh, with the men capable of, of making a stand and not saying anything. Folks, you're listening to Steve Quayle, Stevequayle.com, and Dave Hodges, The Common Sense Show.com. We're going to be right back.
4: This is the Global Star Radio Network
0: And deceptions. For five years, a brutal killer remained on the loose, free to kill again, as Mark struggles to navigate the maze of bizarre twists and untangle a web of deeply hidden secrets kept by some of the most powerful and influential people in this community and beyond. You may never look at your city, town, or its people the same way ever again. Stain by blood. Order your copy of this engaging novel today at Hagmanandhagman.com and click on the link. Stain by Blood.
2: And welcome back, ladies and gentlemen, to this hour of the Hagman Hagman Report. I thought I had muted the mic or didn't mute the mic. I don't know what I was doing, but hence the double tone there. Um, I want to mention Portions of Nice Broadcast also brought to you by American Survival Wholesale. Go to com, where they have uh, GMO-free, freeze-dried, long-term, sororable food. You can uh, visit their website and all, in fact... uh, uh, numerous specials today, including the Sons of Liberty pack, uh, GMO MSG gluten free plus, uh, a free camping a tool there for $199. And of course, I like their, uh, I like their, uh, uh, different books. And of course, they've got a fantastic, and I mean a fantastic, uh, pizza cooker. Boy, you, you know what? <laughs> I, uh, I'm not sure how well I'd do without pizza. Uh, their 12 volt, volt oven and pizza cooker definitely uh something i, I like tremendous uh, I like pizza and uh so uh, when you're when you're either in the woods or without any uh without any uh, the storable food throwing a pizza always works for me and of course also tonight I want to have uh Steve come on and mention this is important folks listen you saw Steve and pastor Langford on the Jim Baker show and Gary Haven on the Jim Baker show. I, I hope you did. I hope you caught that. It, it's on YouTube. If you, if you didn't catch it now, let me tell you something. Uh, there's going to be an event next month with Steve Quayle, Gary Haven, pastor Langford. It's good. It's a revival. Uh, Steve, go ahead with this. Talk, well, talk I, it this.
1: needs to people, uh, you know, things have changed over the last week, and this is going to be, uh, your chance to hear Pastor Langford. He'll be preaching, uh, Friday night, Saturday night, and Sunday, and we'll have a baptism at Morningside, and I think it's going to be pretty interesting, because uh, we're going to have a two-hour uh, panel with Gary Haven, with David Langford, Tom Horn, and myself, and Tom will be leading off in the morning, uh, Friday morning, I think I'm leading off uh, Saturday morning, but every night you get to hear Pastor Langford preach the gospel. Now, again, ladies and gentlemen, you may want to check with Voice of Evangelism and see, uh, because obviously he was going to be one place, and now I don't believe he's going to be there, but you need to call Jim Baker or send him an email, uh, their office there, it's an RSVP link on my website, because they don't have the seating, I don't even think they could seat uh, 800 people, so, you know, it's filling up, and again, I think it's going to be different, Doug, this is going to be more revival oriented, and it's going to be more Uh, how would I say this an impartation of the Holy Ghost but in a different way you know the thing that Pastor Langford and I have been uh, brought together over was the word of God and when when, you know, people always argue, what makes you guys think you're right? We don't think we're right. We're just telling you what Scripture's got laid upon our heart. It's up to you to search them out. You know, again, everybody wants to complain about this or that or the other thing. But I asked them, I said, okay, you've come, I, I literally have one person in mind. You've complained for 20 years to me, you know, 20 years. And what have you done? How many people have you led to Jesus? Jesus, how many people have you helped? How many naked people have you clothed? How many hungry mouths have you fed? And you know what their comment is? Well, yeah. not of works so does any man should boast. I said, Ah, but you're wrong. The Book of James says, "Show me your works I 'll believe you have faith, but don 't tell me you have faith and have no works. You cannot help but move and be motivated motivated to help people now look there 's going to be fighting, and the tragedy is most of people of God and I put myself in this category are not prepared to deal with what 's coming down. We think we got it figured out i I know this I know that I, when I say this, I know that I know that I know that I know." Because of the amount of prayer and intercession going into the Baker's Sink, that God's going to move mightily. I know the intercessors behind the scenes are praying. So I believe this, that, you know, obviously, I, I made this statement, I mean it with all my heart. I. If I had access to somebody that could have flown me out every Sunday when David Langford was uh, preaching, I would have gone there to listen to him because I get blessed. I also get convicted. And I think that's the moving of the Holy Ghost to say, hey, Steve, this is wrong in your life. This is wrong. See, people always want to correct me, but they've got to understand God beats them to that. You know? And the Scripture says if we judge ourselves, that word means discern, not sentence ourselves. And, you know, when you look in the mirror and you go, boy, Lord, I don't like what I see, or this flaw, or that trait, then God's free to work on you. So please, ladies and gentlemen, go on the JimBakerShow.com. If you can come, come, because it's going to be different. It's not going to be what you would normally associate Jim Baker Show as. It's going to be a totally different revival-style setting, and I think you're going to see a release of power. The Bible says that your young men will be willing in the day of thy power. It also basically says that God saves the best wine for last. And a lot of you have been on hold a lot of your lives, waiting for the promise of God to come to pass. I don't know individual words for anybody. Some people call me and say, did God give you a word for me? No, because I don't even know you. And I will never confirm a word unless they've gotten it first, okay? Let's say, Doug, and I, Dave, let's say, Dave, you're going to have a meeting with a four-star general. God tells you that in the night. And then I call you and I say, Dave, I really had this dream, and you're going to have a meeting with the four-star general. And you have the meeting with the four-star general. That's a confirmation. That's not control. But when people try and control you, and here's a good example. Brother Quayle, I think you've been called to go to... Tanganyika, which is now Tanzania. Well, obviously, I have a man down there who's a friend of mine, Eludi, Ludi, who's been ministering for, I guess, 25, 30 years, and he's doing a remarkable job. And I'm obviously behind him. But God didn't call me there. I told Pastor Langford today, Dave. I said the most dangerous thing for anybody to do is to walk into a ministry God hasn't called them to, and to think because that. And a good example that's Henry Groover. One, you know, one step adder or two step adder island in japan called uh, what was it uh oh good night uh nabu or something like that i'm sorry uh uh and and the deal is is that the island was totally infested with snakes god sent henry and some believers they went up to high places they took dominion over the principality and control and until they did that the snakes were still there god kept them from getting bit And the deal is that there's no more snakes. God translates Henry to the streets of Rome, and there are two fallen angels, giant angels, and uh, God sends them. and other men are praying around the world at the same time, and he gets translated, and he goes down into this labyrinth through a very elaborate old staircase, like something out of the Middle Ages, and the fallen angels look up at him and say, you shouldn't be here, and Henry gives him the word of the Lord, and then from heaven... Giant chains come down and bind him. Most people say, I don't believe that. Of course you don't believe anything. But then Henry goes to the serpent mounds in uh, you know, the Midwest, and it almost kills him. You know why, Doug? He said it on your show, because God didn't tell him to go. Remember when he had to crawl literally on his hands and knees back to his van and yep. shivered and, and almost died of uh, exposure? So here's the bottom line anybody who wants to just go do something for Jesus, check your desire, because desire is an ability. When the Lord says, I want you to go here, he'll confirm through somebody else, but original originating prophecy, words, etc., are suspect. God doesn't lead people that way. In the mouth of two or three witnesses, let every word be confirmed or established, and that's why, by the way, this applies to somebody, tonight. this isn't just guess, guess the word of knowledge, but, you know, it's an important thing to know, especially in getting into these times where what you think isn't enough, what you know is too insufficient. Your own strength won't pull it off. Your own mind can not outsmart or outthink the devil. So that's where we're at. Dave, go ahead, sir. Uh,
4: Yeah, I agree. There's no running from the truth. And a lot of people in our culture right now are doing everything they can do to distract themselves so they can run from the truth of the inevitable that lies ahead. But at the end of the day, there's going to be two kinds of people those that have done what they needed to do to prepare, and I don't just mean food and water and guns and gold and so forth. I'm talking about spiritually. So there will be those who are prepared for what's coming, and there will be those that have no idea what's happening to them. And this is one of the things that really motivates me because God has sent me a message very clearly several times. He's told me to back off some of the sophistication of my writing to talk to the newer people who are in the movement now. He said you need to explain things like Trump does in, their, in the simplest of terms because they're not there. But he said if we cast a wider net, we can save more people.
1: Well, that's amen. a good word. Go ahead, Doug.
4: No, uh,
2: really, that, That's I was just amening, you know, giving an amen to, to Dave Hodges because uh, it's interesting to me, um, these times, are, are the very times that you spoke of, Dave? You spoke of Steve, and 25 years ago, you were—you might have been premature, but you were still accurate. I mean,
1: it, well, it's, it's uh, yeah, I think that. Yep, that goes to the word. When I was praying about this, look, nobody likes to be not liked for two and a half decades. Okay, it just <laughs> really isn't it. But Jesus, if they hated you, they're going to hate me. Or sorry, if they hated me, they're going to hate you. And Jesus said they hated you without a they hated me without a cause. The servant's no greater than the master. But what's fascinating, Doug, and, and again, really uh I would say even astonishing is this statement. I didn't make it up. I was again, I I don't know if I was praying or complaining. I know my complaint changed to Prayer, but here it is, and, and God said, "Look at the scripture, Steve. No man, no word of God given by a man of God is ever received by the people of God at the time it's given." Jesus said it this way: "Which of the prophets have your fathers not killed?" So the point is, is that you know religion will not allow its control to yield to the word of the Lord. That's why Paul said the traditions of men have made the Word of God to none effect. That's why Jesus said when you enter into one city, preach the gospel of the kingdom. If they don't receive it, shake the dust off your feet and go on to the next, you know? Well, most of us, and I'm in that category, want to just sit there and say, now you guys really don't know what you're doing here. No, that's not the right answer, okay? So what, what I'm saying by that is this, the safest place, The most anointed place, the most productive place, and the most fruitful place, the most uh, determined place to be is where God puts you, and then you've got to maintain, you know, that presence of the Lord Jesus Christ in your life. And the two things that absolutely maintain that are praise, and I'm not talking about musical praise. If you want to play a piano and worship the Lord fine or guitar or whatever, that's not what I'm saying. But praise and thanksgiving, okay? Thanksgiving establishes the supremacy of God. Complaining is giving heed to them, and I know what it's like to complain. And again, you know, when you say, "But Lord, look at all these people," he said, "What are you looking at the people for?" Well, Lord, look at all these people. You know, what are you looking at the people for? Did they die to save you? No. Did they fill you with their spirit? I said, "No, but they'd like to." You know, the bottom line is is that. It's follow me. And that's the thing. And and Doug, I want to share this tonight because I think it's really critical. As we're talking about heavy stuff, and Dave, I know that the Lord's probably tempered you down too. He has me, okay, because it goes back to that statement. And Jesus said, if I've told you earthly things and you believe me not, how can I tell you heavenly things? Now, Psalm 91, most people miss some really critical understanding on verses 14, 15, and 16. But I'm going to start out with Psalm 91, because everybody, you know, talks about that. And we'll talk about the secret place of Most High. He that dwelt in the secret place of Most High shall abide under the shadow of the Almighty. I will say of the Lord, He is my refuge and my fortress. My God, in Him will I trust. Surely He will deliver me from the snare of the power that's the traps of the enemy, and from the noisome pestilence. That's what we're talking about. Biological warfare and all of the insects that come out of the book of Revelation. He shall cover thee with his feathers, and under his wings shalt thou trust. His truth shall be thy shield and buckler. Thou shalt not be afraid for the terror by night, nor the arrow that flieth by day, nor the pestilence that walks in darkness, nor for the destruction that wastes at noonday. Notice this too. Pestilence walks in darkness. It doesn't float around in a cold. Loud. That makes me think that pestilence is a literal entity, just like death, hell, and the grave. A thousand shall fall at thy side, and ten thousand at thy right hand, but it shall not come nigh to thee. Only with thy eyes shall you behold and see the reward of the wicked. Because you have made the Lord, which is my refuge, even the Most High, thy habitation, there shall no evil befall thee, neither shall any plague come nigh thy dwelling. For he shall give his angels charge. Over thee to keep thee in all thy ways. They shall bear thee up in their hands, lest I dash thy foot against a stone. Thou shalt tread upon the lion and the adder, the young lion and the dragon shalt thou trample under foot because now here it is because he has set his love upon me therefore will I deliver him God speaking I will set him on high because he has known my name he shall call upon me and I will answer him and here it is I will be with him in trouble I will deliver him and honor him with long life will I satisfy him and show him my salvation and I'd encourage everybody to start memorizing that but speaking it out loud because as many times as I've read it and even quoted it, what really was provoked in my spirit really came upon me because he has set his love upon me, therefore will I deliver him. When Jesus says to those who come to him, Lord, Lord, didn't we do this? Didn't we do that? Didn't we do all these marvelous things? He'll say, depart from me, ye who work lawlessness, I never knew you. The best way to keep from ever coming into that point at some uh, entrance point in your life is to set your love upon him and that can be done with praise and thanksgiving. Not the vain repetition but as I tell people uh, a great a great lesson in life is to take a, a notebook, yellow pad, whatever you write in a journal and just start writing things that are absolutely uh, mind-blowing at how God has delivered you provided for you at the time Time you felt there was no way out. I've been in those situations. Have you, Dave? Have oh, you been in a situation? E- yep. And Doug, have you been in a situation like that? Of course, oh, yeah. you have. And the answer is, everybody has. But in that day, God arose, and his enemies, God's enemies, and your enemies are scattered. So as we come into the most perilous time in history, that's the word of the Lord. That's not me or Dave Hodges or Doug trying to be sensational, uh, fear porn mongers, or whatever. And by the way, those terms are specifically related to neuro-linguistic programming. And it is the way to disassociate reality from he who is speaking it. Dave, you write about that. And, and ladies and gentlemen, that's where we're at. The source of truth is Jesus Christ, not Fox News. The source of truth is the word of God, not the, the uh, if you will, the CNN diatribe or the Democratic National Convention's platform or the Republican platform, for that matter. When I heard the whole speech, I watched it, Donald Trump's speech. I thought his daughter did a beautiful job. I thought his son did amazing jobs. But one of the things that obviously I know is that there are two factions, going back to what I said at the beginning of the show, that God is using Mr. Trump as a prosecuting attorney. Does it surprise you, Doug, and I'm turning over to you, Dave, does it surprise you that with treason... With bribery, with scandal, with murder of a Supreme Court justice, with a cover-up even of an autopsy, no autopsy done, premated almost instantly by the most powerful people in the world, does not all that tell you that there is no truth in America any longer? So, you know, here's where we're at. It's no longer, listen to Dave, listen to Steve, listen to Doug, listen to this guest, that guest, whoever. The point is is that you've got to listen to the word of the Lord, and that voice that will say, this is the way. Walk ye therefore in it. And that's where we're all coming to. We're all coming to the fact that, Hey, we're in uncharted territory, we're not in non-declared prophetic territory, and you've got the amillennialists, you got the panmillennialists. Those guys say, well, I believe it all pan out in the millennium. Or you got the pan-tribulationists. I said, just make sure when you're a pan-tribulationist, you don't end up in the frying pan like the French Revolution. So everybody wants to stake their position. But it's interesting still to me, it, it still blows my mind every time that Jesus is the name that even the evangelical Christians, to a large extent, cannot or will not, mostly will not, bring themselves to confess Jesus is Lord. Go ahead, Dave.
4: Yeah, that's very well, that's the whole root of all of our problems. You know, you mentioned Fox News, and, and, and I want to take a moment to bring this out. This is something that's pretty obscure, but I also think it's pretty important. I'm sure the two of you are aware that Donald Trump met with Rupert Murdoch uh, in June over in Scotland. Are you you guys aware of that?
1: Yes. Yeah. Uh,
4: Yeah, and uh, there was a phrase, and I'm going to have to paraphrase it now because I don't have it in front of me, but in Trump's acceptance speech, he talked about, uh, energy being unencumbered now and energy companies will be free to do what they need to do. One of the things that I learned back in 2008 was that there's the old money in the new world order and there's the new money. And it's just like society. The nouveau riche, you know, versus the establishment, the blue bloods and what's really interesting is i think trump was saying i think the deal that he made with rupert murdoch and we're going to see fox news really continue to be and grow in this role to be trump's voice through the media is i think trump has guaranteed to rupert murdoch that he's going to open up North Shore Alaskan Oil, which Murdoch wanted back in 2008. And this is why Sarah Palin was made the vice presidential candidate, and John McCain was on board with all this. And uh, I just wanted to throw this out here because I think this is what we're seeing, a sea change. Now, the old guard, the Rockefellers and so forth, they don't want to see this. They want to continue to go over to the Middle East and throw billions at sheiks while their people live in absolute poverty for the right to take oil out of their country. But uh, I've read cost analysis here. If we fully developed the North Shore and had pipelines coming into this country, uh, we would be paying somewhere around 30 to 50 cents for a gallon of gas. But what, what do you guys know about? Uh, a deal between Trump and Rupert Murdoch, because certainly Fox has changed its tune towards Trump, haven't they?
2: Indeed they well, have. Yeah. Um, go, ahead, go ahead, Doug. No, no, please. No, go ahead. Well, well, no, uh, th- 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 there's, okay, th- there's the, um, and, and Dave, correct me if I'm wrong, because I, I know you've done this research, but but to me I believe that there is, Um, just as the clinton foundation exists as this money laundering operation it's not exclusive to the left or the progressives i mean it's 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 there but uh so too on the right and even in private corporate money uh as well and i'm talking about uh specifically trump as well where money gets things done whether it's on wall street or hoboken new jersey and, and and this is what we're talking about but but no please uh Go on if you um with the Fox slash Trump deal. Go on.
1: Well here here's the other issue, okay? Uh, I know nothing about Mr. Pence's vice president I don't know anything now I'm on record I want everybody to hear this I'm on record saying there is no political solution to a spiritual problem but God is sovereign if he wants to use Donald Trump and I believe he is to show the sin and folly of the government by the way isn't it interesting Dave the people that have never stood up for the Lord or have always been our critics will use, they'll use the B word, they'll gripe, they'll complain, they'll moan and groan, they'll slander, they'll do everything they can to those of us who are trying to say this, but you know what, at the end of the day, they've done nothing, everybody's got an opinion and they're entitled to it, but what are they doing to change anything? I think the, the point being, and I believe this with all my heart, and I believe the scripture bears it out, that we're in a, if you will, just an I I don't know anything about sports, you guys, so I apologize to both of you, but I know in a football game, you can have a timeout where the clock quits running, correct? But the game is still in play. Is that correct? That's correct. Okay, so is God not just, and the answer is of course he is, to declare a timeout, even in his countdown, due to the effectual prayer of the intercessors? Does that mean that that which God has declared will be the case of Mystery Babylon won't come to pass? I can tell you this I believe something has to happen in order to prepare the people of God to go into what we're going to have to go into. What makes the people of God God, think that these monsters, which will do live vivisections on little human babies, will not do it on big people? What makes people think that somehow they can just turn a blind eye? You would not have abortion. Now and let me tell you why. I'm uh, you know, obviously against abortion because of the hundred and thirty nine psalm, but I'm also against it because and I think this is critical. Every one of those beautiful young men and women who have been slaughtered had a calling. If the 139th Psalm talks about more numerous than the sand of sea are God's thoughts towards each of us, and obviously only an infinite mind could make that statement through the psalmist, the thing that is incredible to me, what would they have become? Who would they have become? And what giftings did God put in their little hearts that they could have accomplished so much? But now you've got a bunch of parasites. You've got political parasites on the Potomac of self-indulgence political piranhas, I think is what I really call them. You've got pictures of Ted Cruz getting off Air Force One, stating he's going to vote for Hillary Clinton. You've got the tantrum twins out there uh, jumping up and down that they're going to vote for Hillary Clinton. And, you know, the bottom line is they won't even live up to their pledge. Jeb Bush, Kasich, Cruz, and Rubio. Now, Rubio may have endorsed him, but now you've got Paul Ryan being basically speculated upon that he may have been at one time in the running for Hillary's vice president. So, you know, listen, let me share this. Treason has no allegiance. To the country that produced the circumstances in which the traitor betrayed his heritage. I could never say that again, so don't ask me to. But the point being is, is this is a season for treason, and every deal is a double handed deal. Every devil, they said the devil's in the details. No more, the devil's out in front blowing his whistle, heralding his name, mocking the Christians, and the Christians are silent because they don't want to offend the devil. He wants to kill you, ladies and gentlemen. He wants to rob you of everything that God wants to give you. So again, at the end of the day, it's, it's, it's seek God. It's seek God like we've never sought him, or we will perish. And again, Doug, I'd encourage anybody that wants to go to Jim Baker's uh, taping and revival, it's more of a revival than a taping. I'm sure they'll film it, but it will be on the 18th, 19th, and 20th. Obviously, in uh, Blue Eye, Missouri, you must give them an RSVP so they know how many seats. There's no yeah. registration fee, and I think you'll be uh, blessed by it. Go ahead, Dave.
2: You, you can go to HagmanHagman.com. Uh, I just wanted to insert this in here. Go to HagmanHagman.com or HagmanReport.com. Click on the link that says Revival, and... Uh, uh, Steve, uh, it's a one, I mean, obviously, very simply, uh, register, please. Register, please. You don't want to get turned away because there's no place for you. So register, and it's free. And HagmanHagman.com, HagmanReport.com, click on Revival. Thank you, Steve. Um, Dave, go ahead, sir.
4: Well, one of the other things that I think people should focus on doing, and I've talked to this issue before, but it's time to bring it out in a very upfront manner, in that the church, the the power of Christ has to be at the foundation of anything that we do collectively, in terms of what we're doing, in terms of supporting Donald Trump, trying to prevent Hillary Clinton from going into the Oval Office, you know, whatever your, our goals are, but Christ has to be at the center of it. But it can't happen through our churches. Our, our churches should absolutely have. I mean, you've got Clinton, who is a known witch and she should be being vilified from every pulpit in the land and she's not and i think that what we need to do is to form groups study groups bible bible study groups home study groups and we need to leave our churches. And our churches right now need to collapse because they're not truly churches of Christ. They're public institutions that are controlled by DHS and the IRS and their regulations. And I would encourage people to look for ways to make that happen because I'm, you know, I, I vacillate on this. I, I like the community of a church. But I also recognize that as long as you have tax-exempt status over it, and the government can tell you what to say, and if you're not hearing about the evils of abortion, and you're not hearing about how bad Hillary Clinton is for the country, how anti-Christian the Democratic Party is, if you're not hearing that in your church, then you're not in the church of God.
2: Amen. Amen. That's right.
4: Yeah,
1: what and, else can be I mean, said? I mean, said, yeah, 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 I mean that's it. That's it. That's yeah. it. And, and but, you know, here's the thing, Doug. It will never be a, from this point on, it will never be a, what would you call it, a revival in a church, although there will be churches that will have revival. It will be in the highways and byways. People will be talking to people. God will say to you, Doug, Doug, go talk to him about me. He'll say, Dave, go talk to that couple about me. He'll say to Steve, go talk to that couple. Uh, you know, we'll be talking. It, God is saying, I'm going out in the highways and byways. Those were bidden to come to the marriage supper of the lamp. They, they were too busy. Now go out and compel the others to come in. And, and I'm telling you, Doug, it's, it's so heartwarming to get emails from Australia, from New New Zealand, okay, from uh, the tip of Argentina, from Chile, from uh, Russia, from Poland, from uh, the Czech Republic, I think 63 different nations. I want to share something. Just so you know, we have had more people download the, uh, and I guess that's not a word, stream on Vimeo, the new uh, The Unholy Sea DVD from around the world than we have yet in this country. And now we've got you know literally thousands and thousands of DVDs to sell. The first order sold out in three hours. And from the... Feedback I'm getting. It's putting things into perspective. Ladies and gentlemen, you don't have to look beyond Rome and the statements from the mouthpiece of Rome to see that we're talking about revelation being fulfilled. And how is it that the gentleman from Rome will speak against Jesus, speak against everything, and basically embrace Islam, kissing the Koran? Well, you know, you, you, you can't say that uh, things haven't changed. So, you know, please go on my website, steepwell.com, over on the right-hand side, order True Legends. The DVDs are in stock. The uh, Blu-rays will be here at the end of this week, or you can go on Vimeo, V-I-M-E-O, and download the Unholy Sea. And again, Doug, it's the people of South Africa is astonishing to me. There's a lot of people in South Africa that are absolutely rejoicing. So, you guys, uh, Dave, did you ever watch it yet with the link I sent you?
2: Yes. Fantastic. It's a fantastic uh, video, folks. And and the reason I'm saying
4: it is fantastic, and there are so many good works out there. It's just one of them. I mean, it's one really good one. But there's so much available for people. Ignorance can no longer be an excuse.
1: Well, only willing ignorance. And it's not only an excuse, it's deadly. It's like the guy, Doug, I think I've said this on your show for however long. We've been doing your show. I said, it's like the man who's put up against the wall. He's going to be shot by a firing squad. He's got a basic you know, bandana over his eyes, and he's whistling a tune. He believes if he sings and closes his eyes, nothing bad will happen to him. I got news for you. His singing stops, he goes dead, and all his denial didn't keep him alive, did it? they used to say whistling past the graveyard well this day and age I don't even know of a better metaphor than that but they're basically I do know of a better one they're clapping at the voices of those who will literally destroy their lives promising people nothing but lies and having nothing in their own lives to ever show that they've lived up to anything they have said there is nothing and when and Dave you brought up uh you know the director of the FBI I mean what could he not have said? that he didn't say about Crooked. And for the record, there are people in jail for just one email, or the poor guy that took a picture of inside a sub, I think it was during Fleet Week. So, you know, it's selective prosecution. I want everybody to take a deep breath, and you're going to have to ask the Lord if this is true or not. But what you think of the Constitution as it's still existing, it does only in the hearts and minds of men that understand the price that was paid for it and are willing to pay an equal price. Someone once said, I think it was Derek Prince, I listened to it last week, he made this statement. The reason why Islam flourishes is because Islam is willing, ready, and trying to uh, make sure they die for what they believe. He said the reason why Christianity won't is the Christians won't even live as though the life of Jesus and the call of the cross and the gospel is worth living. So in essence, you know, silence is golden. But what I say, that may have been a song, but silence gets you dead. Somebody said, well, if I open my mouth, they'll know who I am. I said, good night. Do a surveillance study. They already know who you are, and, and you don't have to worry. You'll be one of the bus people. The bus people are the ones that will pick up and, and bring you to a camp, and if you're low enough on the totem pole, you'll get re-educated. You'll get maybe a couple MREs a day, and then you will basically become part of the Borg. Once you become part of the Borg, unless there is a kinsman redeemer or the power of the Holy Ghost to break you free you stay in the board i do not know how god does it he has specific people that he pulls out of the board and they are to testify and he uses them to testify just like hell people say don't believe in hell jesus talked about it you better believe in it go ahead dave i think where are we at we've got another 18 minutes or something
2: that's about you're you're exactly right sir
4: well, one of the things that I've really tried to be active about, and, and I talked about this at length on my show last night, and I opened the show by saying this. We are at a crossroads in history where these opportunities that have been graciously given to us to at least, if not stop what's what's happening, to at least push it back for a while, we won't have these opportunities much longer. They're going to be gone. This is a one-shot deal, and people need to act like their lives depend upon their being proactive in terms of bringing converts to understand what's really going on in the world. And and not just being proactive for that, but also getting right with God, because there's going to be a lot of people in what's coming. I do think a civil war is in our future, and I, I mean it when I said at the beginning of the show, that if the globalists had their way, one of the scenarios they'd love to have would be for Donald Trump to be dead in the air and for us to be in the middle of a civil war. There's going to be a lot of us who aren't going to make it to the other side. And I would suggest to people, you know, if you think that we're speaking the truth here tonight. You need to get right with God. need to do so right now because this could unfold at any time. We could be uh, in economic collapse tomorrow with a banking holiday. The next day, we could be in martial law in a week. I'm not predicting that, but I'm just saying this is how fluid and how volatile the times are. There is no time like now to get down on your knees and ask for forgiveness and ask Jesus into your life.
2: Amen. That's, that's exactly right. Up. Oh, who's with me? I'm here. <laughs> all right.
4: Whoa. Yeah. That was me. I'm sorry. My phone went dead, and I had to change phones. And sorry about all the right. feedback. All
2: right. Uh, all right. Uh, we we lost Steve. We, we, that, that's okay. Uh, we're gonna, we're gonna close. We lost routine. Steve. Yeah. Yeah. It's all right. It it it. He just just sent me an email saying that. Uh, okay. um, you, you can you can close you can close so, uh, I mean you can finish that is so it's it's all good it's not, not a problem.
4: All right. I was an eighth inning setup guy. I was never much of a closer, but uh, I'll do my best here. Yeah. <laughs> you
2: know, I, I I'm not sure. I, I suspect that's a baseball metaphor, right? It is. Yeah, yeah. it is. In fact, this, I'm going
4: to apply yeah. that for those of you that know and love baseball. My my dad was a tremendous baseball player as a kid. And and he bestowed some of that love to me, even though I went the basketball route. Um, but I played baseball growing up, and I, and I came to love the game. I mean, there's a purity of sports. Forget all the the hype with pro sports and this and that. <clears throat> there are real life lessons, and so much I learned from my coaches. But uh, there is a nice baseball metaphor that I like to apply to our present political situation, Doug. And in baseball, what you basically have now in pitching staffs is you have your starter, you try to get your starting pitcher to get you through seven innings, and then you bring in uh, what they call your setup guy in the eighth inning, and he tries to hold down the fort and then in the ninth inning, you bring in your closer, which is the guy that has one inning, unbelievable stuff. <clears throat> he couldn't do that for seven to nine innings, but he can do real well for one inning. And he's the closer. Now let's apply this baseball metaphor of relief pitching into our current political situation. I think, you know, this is just the world according to Hodges. But I think when Hillary Clinton and Barack Obama back in 2008 disappeared at the Bilderberg meeting and they disappeared together, I think that what they were told was this, is that Obama, you're going to be the eighth inning setup guy. You're going to bring in things like the NDAA and Obamacare and all the nefarious things. But Clinton, you're ruthless enough that you can be the closer you can bring final victory to the new world order. And this is how I see this. I see Clinton being much, much more of a threat than Obama ever could be. Uh, Doug, I don't know if you see it that way or not, but I I look at Clinton as the ultimate uh, satanic closer.
2: You you know, I think Clinton could push through more than Obama could or did (sighs) to this point. So I think you're right. Uh, Whereas Obama opened the doors for the Islamic uh, interfaith uh, quagmire that we're in, Clinton can take this home politically. Uh,
4: She's she's doing a job with the Muslims too. I mean, look at her lover. (laughs)
2: Let's
4: not. Let's not. I mean, I can see the way they look at each other, and they're a couple. I mean, let's let's, you know, and that's fine. Not here to bash anyone for their decisions. They'll stand before God the same as I will. But the bottom line is, is she is a Muslim advocate. She's attacked Trump for saying, "How dare he use the word Muslim extremism?" As we've had untold number of citizens now murdered by some of these animals. So I, you know, I, she is, I mean, she said too, that we're going to bring in 500% more Muslims under the refugee resettlement program that Obama has. So yeah, but like I said, she's the closer. She's the one that will drive a stake into the heart of this country. And I will tell you, if you think any chance that Hillary Clinton could be the FEMA camp president, uh, excuse me, the president, if she's going to be that, I think people need to say, who are her targets going to be? See, it's one thing to go after, you know, Quayle, Hagman, and Hodges, because we're outspoken critics of the evil, you know, establishment. But it's another to say, gee, why do they need all these FEMA camp facilities? Right. They're planning on incarcerating millions upon millions upon millions. Who are they going to go after? Because there aren't that many people, Doug, to do what you and I do that are out there in the open. Well, what they've done is they have monitored their communications, they've monitored their website, they have, they record everything you say with an earshot of your phone, it all goes to a computer, it's all aggregated data, And then they come up with, okay, this guy's this much of a threat, and this guy's that much of a threat, and Steve talks about red, blue, and green list, there you go. There's your dividing line. So a lot of people who out here who who think, well, I'm okay, I'm just going to keep my mouth shut, and there won't be any problem for me. Well, the fact that you're listening to this broadcast has become a problem for you. If you visit stevequail.com or the Common Sense Show, or the Hagman and Hagman Report, if you do that, you're on the list. And how many times you do that, how long you stay there, and what you read, what your conversations say, and what your emails say, that pushes you farther up the list. And what I'm saying to people is this, is that the day of saying, I'll just keep my mouth shut and I'll be okay, uh uh-uh. There's nowhere in this conflict today, physically or spiritually, that you can run to. You can't run, and you cannot hide.
2: You you can't get that far off the grid. I mean, your your buying habits are being tracked. We know that. Um, everything that 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 you do is being monitored. Now, now people, the question that I get, uh, Dave, a lot of times is, "Well, there's not enough manpower to to, to monitor all of the people, all of this information." There's just none. I mean, it's ridiculous to think that there's there's enough manpower. How how do you answer something like that?
4: It's a, well. First of all, people are showing their ignorance about artificial intelligence. They're showing their ignorance about how modern our computers are. This is all done, you know, by computers. Yep. And, and mm-hmm. only in the extreme cases uh, do our names and our file end up on the desk of a human analyst. Now, that's a rare event. But you're, you, could, you could be persecuted, and this is something that's come to me from my sources. There are going to be a lot of people in this country persecuted, and a human analyst has never even looked at their file. It's all been done electronically. I mean, what I was told, and this is probably outdated, Doug, but let's go back to 2000, and I think it was 2005, 2006. Mm -hmm. Uh, What I was told was the NSA at that time was creating a matrix, and this really parallels Steve's red and blue list, and the matrix had 16 different dimensions on it that they categorized people under in terms of their threat to the emerging establishment, and then they had an overall total cumulative score. What we don't know, and this is what I was told, is that where are the cutoff points? You know, when do you become a red list member, and when do you become a a blue list member? But the fact is, is all of you are on a list. And unlike uh, Santa Claus or, or Santa Claus wishers, you're not gonna be able to check that list twice because you're on the list. Trust me. It's just where do you fall on the list, and and they want dumbed down sheep to survive, and they want to kill the rest of this. And and let me just point out something else too. And I, and I, and I wrote, actually, I did a podcast on this, um, and the podcast was uh, basically about Hillary Clinton is uh, endorsing slave labor.
2: Now, that yeah, and like folks, an out- D- D- Dave. I just want to make sure, um, folks, uh, make sure you you go to Dave's YouTube channel, or uh, I'm sorry, your uh, the website for your podcast. Your uh, what do you call them? Yeah, we have, we have them on YouTube, you. but we
4: publish them all on the CommonSenseShow.com. Thanks for mentioning that. Yeah. But, but I want I wanted to talk on. about this point about Hillary Clinton. She's in favor of this bill that just passed the Senate that said that we're going to draft uh, young women and the Obama administration is already on the record of saying that they want to open combat opportunities to women well they're not going to open opportunities They're going to be cannon fodder the same way as our boys are. I mean, the the draft is coming. I mean, as I like to say, close the window, here comes the draft, because it's coming, folks. The fact that they're going after the girls now means that they want complete control over everybody. You're a slave. Your life is not your own. And you go, oh, Dave, you're overreacting. It's just the draft. Really, executive order 13603 and this is in the article this morning, and you can go check it out on the website, where I talked about slave labor. And there's language they use in this executive order where they refer to people as consultants. Consultants are people that have an expertise in a particular area, and they'll be conscripted under the Secretary of Labor, and they can be sent anywhere to do any job that they deem fit. And they also go on to say, these people are unpaid consultants. Unpaid consultants, folks, when you're not doing it willingly, you're not volunteering your time, that's slave labor. The draft to go send your kids off to die in a banker's war so Heidi Cruz and her friends can make more money, okay, that's slave labor. And Hillary Clinton is in favor of drafting women and obviously, this power-hungry so-and-so won't hesitate to use one three six zero three. Hillary Clinton will usher in a form of slavery in this country, as I said earlier in my analogy. Obama is is the eighth inning setup guy, and Hillary Clinton will be the closer.
2: I just got an email, Dave, saying that that presupposes that uh, Donald Trump will not make the uh, will not get the get the presidency.
4: I'm talking in terms of possibilities. Okay, all right. You know, sometimes people take things a little too literally. But I will say right now, the odds are stacked against Trump. He's got the entire media minus Fox News against him. He's got all the big money against him. He's got members of both political parties against him. And you're saying, why would a Republican ever vote against Donald Trump and not support him? Hello, Uh, they're called free trade agreements. Basically, we have been raped as a country and millions of jobs have been lost because our Congress has taken bribe money in the form of campaign contributions and sometimes worse to vote for and then look the other way to allow corporations to ship our jobs out of the country so they can pay pennies on the dollar for foreign labor and then bring those products back in, duty-free, tax-free, while they make a mint, and we're sitting here holding our thumbs uh, saying, gee, what happened to our jobs? I mean, if you want to look at what America's going to look like under four more years of the Communist Party that we call the Democrats, look at the city of Detroit. Detroit in 1968 had the highest standard of living in north america two million people thriving factory jobs, great, protected by the unions, life was wonderful and someone figured out, hey, we don't have to pay these guys $15 an hour with benefits and worry about the EPA and so forth and so on. We can go over to whatever uh, Pacific Rim country and we can pay pennies on the dollar and have them work in absolute squalor and dangerous conditions and we can make all this money and still sell the cars for the same price that the Americans are willing to pay for it. Today, Detroit's gone from 2 million people to 700 thousand and they're tearing down entire neighborhoods their water supply is a joke you can't even go into the police station after hours they have bankers hours i've written about this most of your police stations now uh, you have to go i think it's nine to five if i remember correctly so you call nine one one i mean people in detroit everybody in detroit better own a gun because before you get police intervention there they're going to get there in time to draw chalk around your cold dead body and and this is Detroit, I hold this out as the example of what's coming to America under four more years of this communist dictatorship that we're living under. I mean, th- this is how critical this stuff is. Um, you know, when, when you look at how to take down a nation as sophisticated and as complex and as vibrant and as rich as the United States was, you can't do it in one fashion, one way. One technique won't use. They, they, are, they are using everything, Doug. They are throwing everything they have at us, including the kitchen sink. You go, which is it, Dave? The Zika virus is going to make a lot of our women infertile and have a lot of uh, stillborn uh, babies. And uh, Listen, it's everything. It's everything we've talked about, everything Steve's mentioned, everything I've mentioned, it's on the drawing board. They're hitting us with everything we've got. See, a lot of people who are new to the movement think it's a matter of all we got to do is get Trump into office and he'll straighten out a couple of issues and it'll be life as normal and it'll be great. No. No, it's not going to be that easy. These people are never going to lay down. This is why, Doug, I hate to say this because I'm not violent. I'm not a violent person. But I don't see any way that we're getting out of this without physical violence, without a fight. Because if Trump wins and the rule of law actually starts to get a little traction, These people will do whatever they have to do. They'll nuke American cities. They'll release bioviruses. They'll try to start wars with their own provocative actions. I mean, we are in, as I said at the beginning of the show, we are in for a perpetual battle against evil for the rest of our lives.
2: And there it is. There is the essence of the the, the program tonight. and, And your message, Dave, and I think that you've, Done a great job on your website and getting the uh, the word out. And, uh, you know, we, we've done it. You've taken us through, right through another program. Dave, I want to thank you so much for arranging or for recommending and, and getting this program tonight. Uh, I think a lot of good information went out. I think people have been enriched by it. Uh, Dave Hodges, com. That's com. Make sure you. My pleasure, to, Doug,
4: it'd be on yeah. with you and Steve. It's a great honor.
2: Oh, brother. Until next time, may God bless you. And we'll, we'll talk, uh, we'll talk soon. Um, okay. We, all right, brother. Take care. Folks, uh, pay, you know, pay attention to what Dave Hodges had said and Steve Coyle had said. Um, th- th- this is, this is, look, th- this ain't no game. Ain't no game. I mean, it's, 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 sorry for my English grammar. It's no game. Do me a favor. Hug your, Wife, your husband, your your dog. Understand the time is late. The time is short, and uh, we got a lot of ground to cover before it's over, folks. Until tomorrow. Until tomorrow, Doug Hagman. Left the building. Have a good night.
0: This is the Global Star Radio Network.